What's up, everybody, and welcome to What You Mean podcast on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And Simon Cotton, Rance Morris, and James Boyd. What's going on, fellas? We back. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, nothing much. Can't complain. SummerSlam is coming around. NXT Takeover. The G One just finished up, so obviously we got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's been a while since all three of us have done the show. The last one for me and Rance. Was that after WrestleMania? Uh, the last Skype conversation me you had, had was on the 31st of May, so yeah. Huh, I figured. Yeah, but it's been about three months since we've done one of these. We're way overdue. Yeah. So, like I said, we got a lot of topics today, but I think I want to talk about something that all of us uh, got a little stake in. One, because either we're a fan of one of the people, but I think since it revolving around my city i think i should be the one to talk to lead off with this and that is the situation revolving former WWE superstar cm punk and colt cabana now as many of you know cm punk went on to colt cabana's podcast in 24 in late 2014 to his interview and talk about some of his issues and some of the things that led to him leaving wwe after this dr amon who cm punk spoke about in the podcast and talked about some of his and some of the alleged medical malpractice and mistreatment. Dr. Amon sent a letter to Cole Cabana to ask him to issue a retraction and to take down the episode. And this is where it gets good because <laughs> I looked, I looked at the Chicago Sun-Times article and obviously these, and it, and it gave some of the more details of how that, how that case even came to be. And as it turns out, uh, Cole Cabana talked to CM Punk about the letter he received and the demands that were made, which more than likely would have meant that it would have just been it would that Cole Cabana wouldn't have been sued at the very least. So he went to CM Punk and CM Punk allegedly said, "Hey man, I've got this one. You you'll be 100% covered or something along those lines," which led to Cole Cabana the podcast up, which ultimately resulted in the lawsuit from Dr. Amon. And this eventually led to Punk and Cole Cabana being represented by the same firm. And as I said earlier, he said he'd be 100% covered by his lawyers if anything came down. Well, as of last week, the Chicago Sun-Times, a lawsuit has been filed by Cole Cabana against CM Punk for a breach of, I don't want to say a breach fraud. of contract exactly, or fraud. For, for not covering the legal fees like he said he would. Uh, now, the bill that, according to the messages Punk and Cabana had, the bill for the legal fees was about 500000 I'm not going to give you the exact number. And it boiled down to about 250000 each. And that's and even though Punk said initially that he was going to cover it, for whatever reason, he told Cole Cabana that he was going to have to fit the half of the bill for the legal representation and eventually this leads to Cole Cabana trying to get new counsel about a year ago. And ultimately Punk says, and ultimately Punk's lawyer says he can represent both of them despite the issue. And then at some point, despite Punk's lawyer and, and Punk coming to disagreement, uh, Cole Cabana has to seek new representation with the case. And even though it eventually leads to the, uh, even though CM Punk and Cole Cabana don't have to pay Dr. Bond anything, Cabana is still stuck with the legal fees 
he has from the new council plus the former council with CM Punk's firm. And when Punk didn't want to pay on the alleged promise he had, that's when Colt Cabana sued for, and get this, $1.2 million. Well, it's it's $2 million for no, the actual... No, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, $200,000 for the actual charge and $1 million punitive da- damage, punitive damages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, you hurt my feelings, so you that's the extra money. Yeah, so... You, I mean, you want to you want to jump in, James? You want me to go? Cause I'm, I've, you know, let, I'm hot can, on. I, can, can I, if you don't mind, can I just finish this thought real quick? Oh, I'm sorry. Please. I'm, let me let me just get say this. Now, keep in mind, we have not heard CM Punk's side of this story. So, as far as we know, there's been some other disagreements, some other things they've talked about in this discussion that ultimately show that Cocabana uh, might be in the wrong in this case. It's it's a it, and but at this point that's kind of an extreme uh, speculation because from everything Cocabana's provided it'd be hard. I don't see a situation in which CM Punk looks like a good guy. This is not the first story in which CM Punk has turned on a friend for petty reasons. You've got it with Horn Swoggle. I'm not sure if it's with Kofi Kingston or even Paul Heyman or whatever the case. Because none of these guys really talk. Corey Graves specifically talked about it. So it's so with Horn Swoggle and Corey Graves. Multiple times when these guys were talking about how after Punk left, uh, they tried to t- can just continue casual conversation, random, like how you hit up most of your friends and then Punk would just say, you're not, we're not talking anymore and all these other things. This is So this isn't the first time this story has come out. Not to mention the fact that the entire reason that Cabana was brought up in this lawsuit was because Punk specifically chose Cabana's podcast to do this interview. He could have done an interview with Chris Jericho. Like, uh, he was on Austin. the... Uh, there's this YouTube show on Michigan Pro Wrestling Report. Those guys offered him a chance to talk about the WWE stuff. They, they were, and I'm sure he had a multitude of offers that he had for to give his little interview. He specifically chose Cole Cabana, his friend's podcast, because, and I quote, I didn't want to deal with anybody with their agendas. So while he gives his interview, Cole Cabana gets tied up, has his lawsuit in front of him. He goes to Punk like, maybe we should just take it down. And allegedly Punk says, hey, I've got you covered. If that is the case and Punk decides to back out of it, he's completely in the wrong. Like there's really there's really no excuse for it, because what it what because the only things that what, what could Cocabana possibly really done that's been so horrible that I I I love to see that from CM Punk whenever that comes out, but as of as it stands right now, this just seems like CM Punk being petty, and yeah, CM Punk being petty. That's all I gotta say. Well, let me let me jump in real quick, James. So, uh, and it's important to note that Punk and Cabana already had beef before the trial, because Cabana went to WWE backstage to a show to interview a guy or hang out with his friends or something, and Punk felt like they we it might have been after the lawsuit, it might have been after they got subpoenaed, something like that, and Punk was like, you know, we got beef with them. Why would you do that? And they had they had a falling out. So I mean, you can add but, that they'd already had some type of falling out. I mean, but like, how would like he didn't go to specifically talk to Doctor Mons? How would it really jeopardize the this case? Is, right. This is this. I'm just I'm I'm adding to the pettiness of Phil Brooks. Right. This is a guy who ended a friendship with somebody who, by every stretch of the imagination, was one of his closest friends there at Hornswoggle because the dude hit him up and asked him for a friend's number. 
Like, this is just, this goes to the pettiness of Punk after he's left WWE. So, to the lawsuit, if you've read the deposition and all of the exhibits, there are the text messages where uh, Cabana hits Punk up and says, hey, should I do something about this? I just got a cease and desist to to take it down. Punk's like, no, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Okay. He gets the subpoena. He says, hey, I got another one. He was like, is it still the same thing? Yeah. Well, you know what? I got you. Well, don't worry about it. I'm taking, I'm taking care of it. They have also the emails from uh, the correspondence between Cabana and his and Punk's lawyer, who, again, Punk said, you take care of him, saying, Phil said that uh, you need to pay. Will you pay? He said no. The response was, well, I'm still prepared to represent you anyway. Phil's going to take care of it. So it don't look good for your boy Punk at all. And so I, I, I have a theory. And I, I, James is going to laugh at this because James always laughs at my theories. But and I, I have no factual basis of this. But just from I've, I followed the tri- I followed the trial with Dr. Man pretty heavily and all of this. I've read everything there is to, to do with both of these trials. I think that Cabana did not. I think Cabana perjured himself. I think Cabana lied for Punk on the stand to get them to get them out to help how, their story. How so? Because if you if you read no I mean, the, oh, no no I mean like, I mean like in what instance would you say like he said this but I think that was a lie? The fact that he actually saw the the uh, the fact that he actually saw the boil or the cyst or whatever. I don't think he ever saw it. Okay, but wasn't it multiple people that saw the bull, not just Cabana? They brought in a dermatologist, if I'm on the, if I'm not mistaken. Right, but remember, a big part of the trial was the size of the boil, because to to pump the whole a bit, the <clears throat> whole reason it got to that point was because it a, people have cysts. That's not the big deal. But he said it was to the point where it was noticeable staff by everybody, person. and it was staff. It was never staff. Punk never tested it for staff. Because he was told it wasn't staff in the very beginning, at the whole nine, and the size of it was a big part because he said it was go- it was like the size of a baseball, right? So it wasn't was the that, size what, of a wasn't baseball. Didn't WWE release some video about that? Yeah, the show it was creepy as hell, but basically showing yeah. his ass the whole Royal Rumble, and there is no noticeable thing. Punk also admitted, and that's another thing about the trial. We ne- all three of us never talked about this, but Punk, Punk, and Punk and uh. Cabana won the trial because one, the doctor couldn't prove that his job was affected, and two, the doctor's lawyers were shitty. But the doctor, I believe, truly, I believe, and, was in the right. Yeah, and also the doctor was like, my integrity has been called into question, and then like you find, oh yeah, like I've broken hip up a bunch of times, and like yeah, or, you're talking, I, you're talking to other, like, pa- you're talking to other wrestlers about a patient's care. You're sleeping with a, yeah, a patient. Brooke. Like this was this was a situation yeah. where this, this to me, right? It hasn't been verified yet, but this but this screams a situation where and I'm not I don't know if y'all are familiar with this, but companies and rich people they back uh, lawsuits against people that that pissed them off for whatever reason, no matter how big or how small it is. I don't often, believe that, right? So, well, I mean, you don't believe Daniel Bryan, the whole Daniel Bryan story happened, but like my whole point was like 
people back these kind of lawsuits just to try to just to try to fuck other people's lives up all the time. Like, am I saying that Vince is beyond doing or, or wouldn't do nothing like that? No, because I mean it's Vince McMahon for crying sure, out loud. Sure. Am I saying for sure they am I saying for sure he did it? No, because I don't know. But you look at this lawsuit and it's like all of these guys, all these people are like bad at their jobs or terrible people. So it's like, all right, like nobody deserves money. Y'all move on with y'all dang and go to hell, right? Like just move on. Like, and then you go to this whole CM Punk and Cabana thing at this point. It's like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I hope there weren't people that were on the illusion that CM Punk is like some, uh, some. Uh, above reproach. No, nah, nah, above, yeah, above reproach, just an infallible guy. Cause it's like, I mean, CM Punk has always been a guy that's been a mark for himself and always been about himself, first and foremost. And that's one of the reasons, I guarantee that's one of the reasons, part of why he made it to be as successful as he was in the wrestling business. Especially at the time when the era was changing, everybody is basically being, is all about being, uh, you know, for the show, for the betterment of the show, better, better promotion, uh, just happy to be here type of crowd where he was different, where, where he was always, he was more like the guys that, of yesteryear, and that's kind of the reason why he made it where he went, along with the talent and work or whatever else. But, like, knowing what you, knowing we kind of the details around this guy and his life and whatever else, like, that doesn't surprise me if he like, oh, okay, so you know he's cheap, right? You you think any cheap people are just really be like, yeah, quarter mil, I got you. Regardless is your best friend or not. Like he's he picked like, up a five, but it's like when you think about how much money he picked up and all this stuff and how this is basically his even though Dr. Mon's lawsuit wasn't something that it's tech I don't know how to say this without just saying it. It's basically his fault. Like the reason they got sued is because CM Punk was talking about Dr. Ma mentioned him by name. Like he didn't have to do that. If this was not even, I'm not saying, but if he and if he felt he had malpractice and all these other things to him, he has the right to speak what's truthful. But if, but like as we find out through the trial and some other things, like, oh, I got malpractice. It was oh, it was staff mercy. It was the size of a golf ball. It's like, yeah, well, it wasn't actually that. Like, that's a pretty big difference. So. It's like and the, and the and like I said, the fact that he just picked up a five hundred thousand dollar purse with UFC from that fight he had, it's like it's not like you're you're not hurting for money, and this is and kind of an issue with that you. We don't know that. We don't know if he's hurting for money. Like the thing is this, right? He shouldn't we, be. We, we hear that he's cheap, and we remember that he was that we remember that he was a number two guy in the company for roughly two, three, four years, or whatever. Two thousand eleven so until January. Yeah, so we so assume, so we assume that he so people people have assumed that he has like ten or at the time when he left that he has ten million dollars or something like that from the amount of money he made uh, at the time. The problem is like, look, man, Sam, we don't we don't know anything about this dude, so who knows what he's done with that? We don't know if that man spent money to build to build to build uh, uh, to help build a hospital. For all we know, we don't know if he's if we don't know if he, if he's uh, if he's if he's wasted that money down his nose. We have no idea. So, <laughs> I, I say that joke because he's because you know the straight ass thing. Sure. We don't know, right? We have no idea. What, we we don't know how anybody do, what anybody does with their money or whatever else. All we know is a quarter million dollars is a lot of fucking money. And whether he had whether he had twenty million dollars or twenty dollars, ain't nobody gonna be enthused to pick up that bill for for some shit that's like. But you're right. You know but what you're not acknowledging is he said, "I got you." 
Right. right. No, 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 no. I'm no, 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 no. I'm not. No, no. I'm not saying that like he's in the right. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is nobody should be surprised that a guy that's a prick is acting like a prick. That's basically all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, okay, I, I can this accept guy that. Is on that. Is on that. Like. But then you have to acknowledge that he's a prick, and most of his fans online don't care that he's a prick, and nothing, no matter what he does, they're always going to stick up for him. But, and the but, more story, but that's weird. Like I thought that I thought it was part, I thought it was a part of the charm for him was the fact that he's a prick and we like him. Like that's kind of like Austin's. Thought, that's kind of like Austin's charm too. Like Austin is a prick in real life. That's why we kind of all gravitated towards him. I, I, I don't get it. Uh, like people, people think this all the work. Every every single part of it. Nothing. Everything is completely like this man. Uh, like like. Everything is the brainchild of this man, even other people's personalities and mannerisms. That's weird. I mean, I guess you like to think, even though some people are pricks, that they'd be nice to the people in their lives. Well, this is your best friend. This has been your he best had a friend for out. 15 years, right? Apparently he had a falling out with this dude. All yeah, best but, uh, but then look, look, look to why they had a falling out. What type of falling out could you have that a best friend of years, somebody you basically wrestled and grew up, on, grew up with as and all this stuff on the road is like, what ca- What could have happened? Because the only two things I can possibly think of, and they're both, keep in mind, they're both petty as hell. The first one is that, as we all know, Carl Cabana went backstage and saw some of his friends, which is petty. The second one is him wrestling Ryback because of how, see, <laughs> how punk viewed Ryback, oh, and he took, he, t- he took 20 years off my life. How he they broke my ribs. Have they wrestled since Ryback been on the Indies? No, I, they just had one match somewhere. I, I remember seeing on YouTube. I was like, okay. I could have swore, I could have swore Punk hated Ryback. That's kind of weird. But even so, it's like you couldn't have been that hurt from that fight. If it, from from those matches, if you're gonna hop right into UFC, not not a smaller MMA promotion, UFC, as in. The biggest UF, the biggest mixed martial arts company in the world. And 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 that's that's the thing, because I had so many like there was parts of that podcast that he did with with Cabana that I could understand and absolutely accept. And there's parts of it that really bothered me. And one of that one of them was, and yes, we know that the wrestling business, WWE in particular, will eat you up, chew you up, spit you out, use the hell out of you, and then you can't work. No, we know that. Yeah, we know this. This is factual, right? The thing that he didn't acknowledge to an, uh, uh, to a point enough for me was, but I accepted it and wanted it because I wanted to prove it. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, if you really hurt, you're the champ. If you're that hurt, bro, take the time off. But no, I got to get back because I want to prove to them I'm champ. Well, then you're accepting the fact that they asked you to come back. You didn't have to. You had... When he had the TLC match with Ryback, he had orthoscopic knee surgery two weeks before that. Like four weeks. No, 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 no. It was, it was fresh. I remember the time. It was like I thought he got his knee. Okay, so I was at that the first Raw of 2013 because I was in Tampa, right, with Rich, and that was supposed to happen at TLC, right? That's supposed to happen TLC the same preview, right? Which is why that's when the Shield debuted. Yes, they had their first match that because of Punk getting hurt. Okay, on the he didn't, knee, he didn't get his knee scoped like at Survivor around like close sooner to six no. a six week. More, what happened really. was like there was some episode where Punk took a lie detector test about his involvement with the Shield. Him and Ryback right. have a scuffle. 
and a power bomb. I don't know if it happened during that fight or if it was something that bothered him from like a house show or something. But he after that after that show, he's not on WWE television wrestling. He's barely even talking, yeah. mm-hmm. and he get, that's when he gets the knee surgery. So that's like four weeks before January. Okay. Okay. And the timeline for his recovery so yeah, for was like four to six weeks. Okay. Or, or at the very least, it was uh, five to. It was, it was really close to being. Eh, maybe you should. You could come back and well, maybe you can take another week. It was one of those yeah. things. He came back a little early, but and to come back to a TLC match, no, no less. Yeah. First match okay. back. All right. Like, you could have took the time off. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you had, you had choices, and I mean. You have doctor's notes and things like that. You didn't have to let yourself get abused by the company to the extent that you're claiming that they abused you. And well, we don't know that for sure, Rance. Because here's the thing: we don't. One, one, we don't work there. We, we think we know certain things, but we don't. And also, we also got to think of like what CM Punk, like at that time in his career, was at. Like he was at the highest point of his, at one of the highest points of his career. Like sure. Right, so like he is kind of like remember when Austin broke his neck or broke his or got you know what paralyzed whatever else we were talking about this a little earlier about we were talking about Takahashi and then Austin's neck or whatever else like you don't know if you're gonna get back to this point or whatever else like granted it's just a knee scope or whatever else but like you you CM Punk you look like CM Punk you can't just take for granted that you can't just take for granted that like oh okay I'm I am the champ like of course so let me just you know. Go past, see, go past Ryback or whatever on the road to this bill with the Rocket or Royal Rumble. Ain't no guarantee on that. No, like, you're absolutely right. From his from his perspective, there ain't no guarantee on that. No, you're absolutely right. But then let's look at hindsight. Hindsight is 2020. Three years later, he's not even in the company anymore. So like, and I know that you can't put the two together because who would have known, right? But what I'm saying is, at some point, these guys need to take care of themselves. And a guy like Punk was hurt. All the time, right? Maybe not injured, but hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. And coming back early for every injury and uh, working through stuff he should have taken time off for by his own admission. Mm-hmm. Like, to sit here and say, well, the company abused me. Okay, but you also had the opportunity to sit out sometimes when you when you needed to. And I, I get all, I get it. I get you got to keep your spot, this, that, and the other. But as he knows now, what's more important, your health or a couple of a couple of months of fame? Yeah, but that's also easier to say for us when, and also easier for him to say when he's not actually in that pressure sure. cooker in that sure. environment. Just like just like when we talk about football players when when they have injuries or whatever, and, and the coach, you know, and they're not coaches or you know training staffs who are literally in the pocket of the team or people that are out here rushing you back onto the field or keeping you off the field based on whatever they whatever they're really trying to do, whatever else. And, like, your whole thing is, like, only thing I can worry about is myself and trying to get back out there because this is how I, this is how I make my, my money right now at this specific time. Like, that's different than, like, when you, it's different than when a football player is outside of that and be like, you know what? This was dumb for me to go out here and, and fake and, and fake my um my baseline test for con- for concussions and then, like, I get a concussion in a playoff game and then or, or any old game and then I just, like, go back out there or whatever. So now I might end up with, a, with fucking CTE. And and Alzheimer's and all types of problems after yeah. that. Like we can't we can't we can't put it on people that are in power or at the bottom of a power imbalance to come out here and make the right decision on behalf of them. We gotta hope that football or you know oh, coaches, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, athletic departments, um, universities, high schools like take advantage of, take advantage of 
the people that are working, they're doing the work out there or whatever else, for whatever reason, I hope that like they have their best interest at heart and not just look at these dudes as just literally bodies. That's what that's the best we can hope for because there's just a gigantic power imbalance on that. And like, look, it, I mean, you can move on from, or I don't know if you want to go on the CM Punk thing, but I, I'm kind of tapped out on it. Yeah, that's that's just about all I really had to say. Um, I'm really interested to see what CM Punk's rebuttal to this is going to be because as of right now, he looks terrible. With, every, with all the, with all the history, with the text messages and all the stuff that Kokomana has, the, the defense for this is going to be interesting. Like he, he won't I, say anything. He won't say. Anything. He, he 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 doesn't talk to anybody anymore. Like he doesn't. Well, okay. well, well, how about this? Right? If it, if it if it goes if it goes really bad, he ends up losing enough money. Maybe he does have to come back to wrestling. Did you see? Did you see <laughs> that uh, article that apparently Dave thinks that that was WWE's goal the whole time to split them up? Dave and, and Meltzer. Wait, what happened? Apparently, he said he alluded to or said in one of his podcasts or something that he thinks the whole goal the whole time was for the for the lawsuit was for De- for uh, them to uh, split up Cocobani oh, those- oh, and oh. Punk friendship and oh, okay. to maybe tap Punk of some actual funds and like deplete him of his money. I mean, like that, that was the goal of. Would the, you want? Would you want Punk coming back to wrestling if with all this anger and hatred? Well, this, I mean, this is well, Vince brought fair. back Bruno. Vince brought back yep. Hart. Vince brought back Warren. Vince brought back Hogan brought back. a million times. Listen, this what I this what I will say on that, right? Maybe I don't know. Maybe, but what I will say is, um, this is a different. This is a very, very different uh, WWE than it was when Punk left. Like at the time, the Indies were not as hot as hot as a thing and a thing you can make money on. Like CM Punk going and do the potential of him doing being on the outside right now and doing shows or comebacks or whatever else. The potential of that is still there. And what, what regardless of what you think about whether or not Vince is like you know whether or not he's just literally just hoarding talent or whatever else, like. You know that the idea of, of, of him being out there, he'd rather have him make, make a comeback if possible in WWE than somewhere else. Would let, anybody disagree Vince, on that one? Let Vince find out that CM Punk's making the is having a one-off match at the ROH oh, New Japan Pro Wrestling show at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a get. He go he go try and blow that place up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! See, I want to make a joke, but I can't because that's New York City, so I can't say the joke I want to say. So I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. Oh, yeah. certain cities you just leave alone. Yeah, I, I'm not going. No, I'm gonna say it. No, I'm not. Never mind. I'm saying I'm saying I'm People look, look, because the thing is, it's a joke. It's a joke from this TV show Veep, but people don't. Uh, people don't watch HBO like that. So, I, so the people. So, no, nah, I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. All right. I think that just about covers that. Next, I want to talk briefly about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, as many of you know, Hiroshi Tanahashi recently defeated Kota Ibushi to win the G1, and as of right now, has the opportunity will have the opportunity to face the IWGP Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 13 in the main, presumably in the main event. Now, Rance, the reason we're bringing this up is because You've had a lot of strong opinions about Tetsuya Naito and everything that ha- <laughs> you've had a lot of strong opinions about Tetsuya Naito and how they've kind of disregarded him and they put him to the side 
at Wrestle Kingdom 12 when he didn't win the championship. And then I'm assuming you would feel to the, to the same degree a little bit with Kota Ibushi, how he's white hot, this great story you could potentially tell with Omega. And now that's, and now even that's been ripped away again. So like, what's your thoughts on Hiroshi Tanahashi winning the G1? So uh, you guys, listen, if you listen to this, you've, you've listened to me enough to kind of get an idea of me. But as is a joke on all the other shows, consistency is important to me. And I understand that New Japan and WWE are completely different companies, but they're still built around the same thing. Professional wrestling, which is a scripted entertainment venue with with simulated fighting. So, at the end of the day, right, while you might go about it different ways, the goals are both the same, right? So, it bothers me that every small little thing WWE does, people want to criticize, which 90% of the time is fairly legit. But New Japan can make the same mistakes and nobody will say anything about it. So, the Naito situation, I've heard many people liken it to if Daniel Bryan lost at WrestleMania 30 and then won the IC title and got squashed by a part-timer at SummerSlam and then was disregarded for the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Like, Naito was at his absolute hottest and this is important to note, was a redemption angle. He lost in his redemption angle, won the IC title, lost the IC title pretty un... A quick interjection. Did you watch that uh, video on Showbuckle with the Tetsuya Naito stuff from YouTube? No, I have not. I saw I saw a bunch of their videos before like, they got ceased and, ceased and assisted, but yeah. That's okay. a whole other issue. But go ahead, Rant. Right, but, you know, and, and then loses the IC title in essentially a squash match to a part-timer we haven't seen since, right? And, okay, cool. That's a problem to me. Because if this was WWE, people would have a problem with that. That's one issue. Let's get to Tanahashi. Tanahashi is a legend, one of the best of all time. The ace, everything you could say good about Tanahashi is true. Tanahashi is a seven-time world champ. Tanahashi has very clearly been out of the main event for some time now. I understand he's the ace, and I know how that works in Japan. I've learned and all that. But was Wrestle Kingdom ten the last time he main event? Yes. Yeah, so. because eleven because eleven was the the uh, the great you know the six star match, and then last year was Naito's turn. Yeah. And so, it. <laughs> no, what? What did you say? Uh, it was just, it was just going to be a stupid joke about the debut of Okada's stupid pants. Oh, yeah. Well, that, the pants are better than Scooby Doo, but that's not. I'll, ne- I'll never, I will never, ever, ever look. Look, man, the pants are ugly. However, this dude is still a great wrestler. Is everybody gonna talk? Is that like that's the number one thing about him this year? It's not the fact that he like like one of the greatest wrestling, one of the greatest like championship reigns I've ever seen is gone. It's about the number one story is his pants and his hair. Now it's like. And you know, like I'm, a, I'm hey, my favorite guy. Is my hey, favorite you... like New Japan guy. But still, like, hey, man, can we like stop talking about his fucking pants for now? Hey man, you that good? People nitpick. <laughs> I, guess, I guess. I guess so. that's got to be what it is. I guess. Yeah, so. there's nothing else to talk about. So, <laughs> um, but, but let me get on Tanahashi and Ibushi real quick, and I want you yeah, guys yeah. to jump in. Um, so again, and I'm and I know, I know, I I, I hear Josh in my head. 
I, I know that I'm going to get criticized for comparing the two companies because they're drastically different. They're built different. They're booked. I get all that. I understand and acknowledge that. But when you have a ready-made, perfectly built story that almost feels like it has to culminate in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom between Ibushi and Omega, you have that story. This will be the third match, right? This would have been the third match. Or yeah. at least... Yeah, I think it's the third match. I think the first match was when they got kicked out of when they're in DDT and they got yeah. they got kicked out because Omega because uh, Obushi was doing did the moonsault off of uh yeah. that was a, that was a, that was Budokan right Budokan, yeah they're back yeah. in Budokan yeah two the, the two Budokan matches I think are yeah. the only two matches they've had um and then you give it to Tanahashi right so I remember I I would I would equate the G G one and its prestige to the Royal Rumble. Right, I understand the different. I mean, more or less, but, like you went, like at this point now, you win it and you get the main event of the biggest show of the year. So yes. yeah, yep. Okay. In that sense, yes. So Shinsuke won this year, but before that, in WWE, but before that, each year before, it was either somebody who was older and established, or the fans didn't want to win. And I, Tanahashi's loved in Japan. I get that. So people were gonna be happy he won, but the criticism was still that Orton won. Oh my, well Orton doesn't need to win. Um. Cena won, I know I'm going a few years back, but he didn't need to win, right? All the, Batista won, he didn't, all these things, Triple H won, like, and they're true. But it's okay because Tanahashi won? All I'm asking is to have the same energy for both companies. And I understand that right now New Japan is hot. Right now people want to get New Japan, New Japan's benefit for the doubt because they've, they've hit a lot of the right notes. But right is right and wrong is still wrong, and criticism still needs to be given and we the same things that we're gonna criticize wwe for we're gonna end up in in new japan it's completely fine acceptable and and we like it that just don't that don't sit well with me it just don't work for me it doesn't it doesn't do it it doesn't work for me so now like in my point i understand the g1 was a great it was great this that what was the point what was the point? Well, if we were just going to stick well, to the same guy, what was the point? Okay, so I think what happened was, um, from from this 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 is from from what I can tell, mm-hmm. right? It felt to me that Naito absolutely should have won at WrestleMania 12. Like, and I said Okada's my guy, but I was like, this is where it ends. He's had a great title run. He's had probably the greatest, the best title run I've ever seen any re- any wrestler have as with the top, with a top title in any promotion that I've seen. Right, I'd agree with that. But like Naito is clearly the guy, and you you watch these Okada matches. Like obviously, there's not really the hill like the hill facing in, in New Japan isn't nearly as pronounced as it is here, right? But right, right. Every time Okada is in a match. Starting from starting from the Naito match, every time he's in a title match, the crowd is begging, is living and dying with the guy he's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Naito was 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 smoking hot. This is the perfect time to to make him the new guy. Now they decided not to do that, obviously, and they decided to have him cha- um, him call out Tanahashi um, to try to stop the the Reigns record, the, the title defense record. 
and he went past him. And then the very next pay per view after he um after he passed the the uh the title the title defense record, he loses to Omega. Yeah. He gives it Kenny, and then Kenny becomes the fifth guy to to hold the title over the last like six years, something like that, right? So now Kenny is now the is now you know the the top guy for now, whatever else, and he's and he's had it since was that June, not Ju- July, June, something. Like that. He's had it for, I think, I think for Dominion's in June. Yeah, he's had it for a couple months now, and they're building up the challenger for him or whatever else, and. You know, obviously his contract is up at the beginning of January, but a big part of the reason why Mass Square Garden got, you know, got got that venue and why it sold out so quick is in part because Kenny Omega is going to be is in theory going to be there, right? We don't he's know if he's going to be there. Yeah. yeah, we know that the the possibility that he could that the great possibility that he's going to be there is reasons in part one of the reasons why that 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 show showed that sold out and why All In is necessity uh sold out as well. So, um. I think a lot of it came up. I think, and that's true. I think a lot of it came to like we tried to have the greatest title run, uh, the most legendary title run we could have with this guy. That's and all, unfortunately, he had to get that Braun Strowman treatment. He had to. We had. We had to tell Naito he's gonna have to move around and go to the back of, or you know, go to the back of the to be the number three or four guy of the company sure. as opposed to be number one guy. I think that's just the same thing. We're like we got to clear you just for now, but. I, there's no doubt in my mind that eventually he'll get it back. Now, do I think we're going to be past the peak? That's a great possibility. Is how we were talking about the Roman about the Strowman thing. Every time you cool someone's just off or you postpone it, you run the risk of passing that peak, and people are and then people are going to lose interest because you just beat this beat this person, and eventually people are going to get going to get the whip, eventually most people are going to get the whiff of this person's a loser. I need to not I don't need to necessarily be that invested in whether or not this person wins or sees because I don't want to have that, that hurt, that feeling of, oh, my God, this dude lost again. Hiroki Goto. Yeah. <laughs> but then, he, but, 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 you know, and not the same level because Goto ain't never been no damn Naito. But, yeah. Oh, sure, right, but the same, same premise, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, when I saw Wrestle Kingdom 12 and saw that Okada beat Naito, my initial thought was that they had they missed their shot to give Naito that big win, mm-hmm. but then as I listened to Jeremy and Josh from the keeping the, the strong, keep strong style podcast, they they said like, well, there's a there's a story to be told down the line and stuff of him because because as you said in the match because for those of you who don't know, originally. Naito referred himself as the Stardust Genius. He was right. a bit more flashy and all the stuff. Right. He goes away on excursion to CMLL. He joins. He, he founds Los Angeles de Japan. He uh, he he's just a cool dude. He's basically he's kind of like a show off, but he doesn't care. Trade he does not care. care. Full on Jay Cutler. Full on Jay Cutler. Don't care. Throwing mm-hmm. titles on the ground, kicking them in the dirt, getting them all muddied, all that other stuff. I yeah. see Bill like shit. Yep. And then and then as and then some of these big matches, he will show parts of the Stardust Genius. He'll do some of the maneuvers that he was yep. a company to as a Stardust Genius. Yep. He did some of these exact same moves at Wrestle Kingdom 12. So in my mind, That's the obvious goal is to yes. completely rid himself of all the Stardust Genius, become become centered in this Tranquilo character, and then at that point, he's going to win the title. And then yeah. he wins the Intercontinental Championship, Okay, and I'm like, okay, that's a good thing for now. Then he 
then he loses to Chris Jericho. He gets squashed. Call it what it is. He gets and I was squashed. like, um, well, he didn't get squashed, but he got his ass whooped. Cause remember how bad his face looked? It's a, it was a twenty minute squash, man. He got like four moves in the whole match. The only, was, the only, the only, the only match I'm the only the, the only match I'm comfortable calling a a uh, a long squash was what uh, Lesnar did to Cena at, at yeah. yeah, and I fucking hated that match with a passion. Um, but at, as it was happening, not in retrospect, knowing that like, oh, this means now like all Brock does is this now. I thought yeah. that as soon as it happened, I was like, this is a bad precedent they're setting. I was right. I, I didn't know at the time I was sure. going to be right. But like, I was like, don't like, I'm not here. Like, if you're going to squash them, really squash them. Don't do no 16 minutes shit where there's no, there's no actual comeback or whatever else and call yeah. this a match. Just beat man, his ass you, and be, be done with it. Like, just like what they did with Lesnar Goldberg. Man, could you but, imagine if John Cena got in the ring? And and punched Brock Lesnar twice and and Brock Lesnar just f would him and that was it. <laughs> Do you remember? Better yet, think about pull the, some... think about that SummerSlam right and how people thought about how bold that that move was right to have him go out there and, and whoop and whoop and slap skin seeing some skin and whoop his black ass for 16 minutes and six seconds right. The, remember what they did the very next month? The exact same thing we've seen again offense. Cena yeah, whooped Cena his ass watch. and had him, yeah. had him beat until less until until Seth came out there with the briefcase and broke the dude, it. It's the like, dude went so back and forth between STF and attitude adjustments. Yes, like looking like he was about to win. I was just like, yo, if you're gonna do it, and that's one of the things I have with, uh, one of the issues I have with with WWE is just like, if you're gonna do it to build somebody, fine, yeah. stick yeah. with it. Like I hate 50 50 booking. That's one of the reasons. That's one of the things that gives me so much issue with what they do in WWE. But I think 50 50 like, booking it, has its place, but they, it the has, is they, they serves, go to they go to the well too many times. It serves yeah. one. It, it serves one fundamental good. I, I, I under, and I completely sympathize and understand the 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 good for it. It's that regardless of what happens, when we do 50 50 booking. Nobody is a complete bum. So whenever contract situations happen or someone leaves. They are replaceable, and we can just move on to the next guy. And that's fine. However, it makes for less compelling and less dynamic storytelling. I would say... And like, also, it's harder to build a star that way. And granted, the, given what we've seen with WWE's, or uh, given what I've seen with WWE since I started back watching 2011, I'm not sure they actually really want another star. Like, they're okay with having another Johnson. They, I, they, think, bro, I think... They I think just they, got $2 billion. They don't care about stars no more. That's my point. That's my point. <laughs> right? They're selling the brand. Like, they want to be... The wrestling version of the NFL. They don't, like put them they in helmets. They, they practically they, are at this point. If, if they can put them in hel- like aside from standing for the anthem, I know y'all. I know so y'all finna get at, but uh, but like aside from putting you know covering their faces or whatever else or what like the only thing they want to do is sell that the, that the circus is coming to town two times a year in your area. You get your tickets and you get your ass there and you sit down and you watch our, our wrestling we put on, whether it's good, whether it's bad, or otherwise. We want you to show up and and, and we want you to show up, sit down, and watch whatever Vince pulled from un, out his draws. So, but so I understand, and that's the reason why you get that's a that's their explanation for the booking. But our thing is like, I don't really care about your business model. Like I care, like you making your money, that's good. However, I think that given what you've built and given what I saw saw you do when as I growing up, I feel that if if they, if they if they weren't so scared of having a, a rocky a rock show up and then become a gigantic star and then leave off to become the biggest movie star in the world, if they weren't concerned about that kind of thing, I feel like they have more. They're leaving money on the table in the long term by never building any stars beyond or even to the John Cena level that, that used to be considered like not big enough but now like they they would 
You know, like how many people would Vince like run over with his car to have another John Cena? But that's where, but that's where we are because of the 50-50 booking and part. Like nobody's ever going to be able to break through. Like guys get their shots and then like something, you know, either the booking gets messed up because like it's really hard to book, or they get Vince or, or Vince has quote unquote plans. Like he wants, to, you know, Strowman, you were the hottest guy in the company for ten months. Fuck off! It's time to do Brock. It's time to finally get. Uh, Roman this match with, with Lesnar and then like and then it's like okay then it's time for Lesnar then it's time for Lesnar to take this L not actually be gonna split your head and beat you but whatever else like I think that's the biggest part of why it's issue but I understand it but it, it but it also makes for less compelling television to watch week in week out and we got we got real off subject with the yeah, <laughs> yes, we yes. Yeah. well I'm gonna I'm I'm wrap, wrap it up and we'll get into TakeOver and SummerSlam so as I was saying, Naito losing to Jericho was kind of a, was kind of a issue for me. Part timers, right? So I'm I'm assuming that at some point next year he, they're gonna try and get that big. Oh, he's gonna beat Hiroshi Tanahashi to to go on to fight fight a Wrestle Kingdom. I think you can challenge for, or something like that, right? Like you can. Like if you fight the G one winner or something, you can you take can a spot or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Like so it's I'm, probably gonna be a Bushi or Naito or Okada that gets a cha- that gets a challenge to. Uh, it don't. It don't need to be Okada, bro. <laughs> I agree. I like. I don't think. I don't think Okada should. I don't think Okada, Okada is a. Uh, as Rance would say, like Okada is is cre- is slowly creeping up on Roman Reigns territory. <laughs> He's been there. The reason people haven't noticed it is because it's having five, six, seven star matches. He's been there. People always want to compare Roman Reigns to Naito. No, Roman has been Okada from the very beginning, given too much too soon, dealt with it, and went on. But the only difference is, and of course, I know the crowd, sure, but the only difference is people don't pay attention to it because he's having great matches. And not like great matches, like five, six, seven stars. But, but, it's, but the thing is, is but, but uh, it, it is different because one thing is this, right? Roman, Roman at one point was having great matches consistently. And then, like, it's not six star matches, huh? Well, no, 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 but, but, but it's WWE, you're not gonna be like, you're not gonna be able to do stuff that dangerous to be, have that kind of match. Like, okay, you might be like, Most unless you can aspire yeah. for at this rate in WWE is Johnny Gargano Ronald versus Ciampa. Tommaso yeah. Ciampa or The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, yeah, like, yeah, that's the that's the bar, yeah. But the, I mean, like, the thing with WWE. The thing with WWE in that regard is like, well, forget that part, but like, as far as the Roman Reigns, um. Omega thing, I'm sorry, uh, Okada thing. I think most people could make the comparison between Naito and Roman is because like this guy was a guy that was supposed to be in the main event of WrestleMania, and then you look at what happened with, with, with both of them. Like one got sent to a vote and then got sent to the uh, to the uh, semi-main event, and the other guy, regardless of whatever was going to happen, whether it was Daniel Bryan was actually back, whether it was. Uh, whether it was whether or not Lesnar was going to uh, leave and run out his contract to go back to UFC or not, or or what have you, he was going to main event 31 regardless. And he did, and it was a great match. And then it, and it went on from there. But, like, it's kind of weird. It, it is weird to me that, like, they have not done a hill run with him. It, it, it really is. And, like, you look at how, how when you do the comparison with Naito – Naito is a case summary of like when people compare The Rock to Roman. It was just like, look, man, you have these similar examples of 
this guy was being pushed. This guy was being pushed and groomed to be, or not groomed. I won't say that, but this guy was pushed to be, or, or, or was actually like looked at as a guy that had the potential to be uh, the, the new top guy, and then was rejected by the fans. And you look at the Rock instance where they turned him and put him in the nation, became the Rock, became the, the most charismatic wrestler in the history of of of, of, the, of the fake sport. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Omega. I'm sorry. You look at Naito. And where his where he's his track has been since then, and you think, damn, bro, like Roman's a good Roman grew into being a really good solo act, mm-hmm. um, especially in the ring. Just imagine if he was able to put the kind of heat that he had to some good use. Like those boos would have turned to cheers by now. It would have. But that's part of the problem. What's what's part of the problem? Because. If, if if he at at the point if he would have turned when fans wanted him to turn, I truly in my soul don't believe he would ever got booed. Well, what, what when do you think he should have turned? I mean, you could name like five times. Let, okay. Let's count it. All right, real so quick. Let's count everyone so, since. So that, but that's the part of the frustration with the fan base is like, if you it, like, they've tried so many different things since they they tried to build him like build him like he was Cena. They tried to Daniel Bryan post where they beat him uh, beat him mercifully and mm-hmm. the and the text, uh, cards stacked against him. They've tried they tried a bunch of things. They tried yeah and, like right that goes to Daniel Bryan part. They tried they tried to not they tried to have him lose um big matches and fail at different times so, so people the so they got to be like yeah. they do the redemption angle slash the, the the slash the internet fans uh claims of him being over pushed and all this stuff is also a lie. So they've tried all this stuff. It's never worked. And But they, there's one thing that they haven't tried, and it probably was always their best bet of making it work, and they still haven't tried it yet. And that's and like at this point, it's like at this point, it's like it's just stubbornness. And and, and it's like why what what would be the worst thing in the world? Let's say you turn him heel, he still gets booed. Then you just turn him back face, and then he's a look, he's still being lukewarm or 53 action guy that he always was because he's already he's been pushed to a level to where like he already is a star. He's not a star maybe to the level that WWE he probably would have wanted when they first thought of of started this thing to begin with. But just do it. Like what's the worst? What's going to happen? I really you're right back that, where you were a year from now. I really think that WrestleMania 33 should have been it, and especially if the Undertaker had yeah. retired. That would have yeah, been the perfect. Part of it, sure. That would have been the perfect yeah. moment to just okay, heal Roman. He's a he's a douche. Boo him. Yeah, because remember remember that remember the night after. Oh my it's god, my I, I, I rewatched that sometimes. How do you not put that to use? Well, it's the WrestleMania crowd. They cheer who they boo, and they boo who they cheer. Well, okay, let me let me flip it for you. And this this isn't quite to the same spectacle or the size, but so since Randy Orton has come back. And he's been attacking Jeff Hardy. He's been doing, I think, we, all of us who are diehards can admit, he's been doing really good heel work. Is that fair? Yeah. Remember yeah. when he beat up Jeff Hardy not last week and he wiped the face paint off his face and yeah. all that? Did mm-hmm. you see the entire crowd cheering him and doing the Randy Orton pose? That's the crowd we're in. That the most vicious thing all, you can do. The only that's also, real but that's only also heel a, you can heat is Chompa. But that's, that's also, the only heel. <clears throat> Uh, I mean, there are there are the there, I mean, there's Alexa and Carmella get good heat too, but like that, whatever. But I think Alexa the gets thing is this, right? Most of the faces, but I'm sorry, go, go ahead. But the thing is, well, I mean, oh, the reason why I said is because she was able in the side in front of WrestleMania card to actually get Nia Jackson, which is like I thought they were gonna 
I thought they were going to give Nia Jax the, 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 the blues uh, for being likable. the hell out of that, out of that girl. But whatever. But I, the reason why um, the Orton thing, I think, is it, I think the thing is Orton's bulletproof. Like, Orton is a living legend. Like, Orton is, like, for example, like, I remember, I, there are a bunch of people, and I know you in particular have said this, where, like, people, when you talk about people, uh, complaints about or, or Roman being overpushed, and you guys bring up Seth mm-hmm. as, a, as a counter, as a, um, as a counterfactual. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, Seth, Seth is Randy Orton. I'm not saying he is Randy Orton, but I'm saying, like, sure. He's he's the guy he's the he's the second guy that gets a lot of a, a lot of shine or whatever else. But he, damn, but he damn but he damn sure ain't no John Cena. And yeah. Roman and Roman and that's the same thing. It's like yeah, they're both they're obviously it's a lot closer as far as the popularity between Cena and uh, between um uh Seth and, and and Roman. But clearly one guy's pushed as one and the one guy's pushed as two. And Orton has been pushed as two for for years, right? And even uh, even when the even with the ascension of CM Punk, even with the ascension of Daniel Bryan, like Daniel Bryan got over over that summer in part because of the matches he had with Randy Orton. Those are great matches. Those are that that's and honestly, Randy Orton versus uh versus versus Daniel Bryan on TV is one of my greatest like wrestling programs ever. Right? You mean you mean the one that ended with the Kendo stick tap out? That and also the match before where they had to close it because of his neck because he had the uh the the, the nerve damage. Whatever. Man, I read, love read, those matches. Man, reading that book and hearing how mad he was—that that was hilarious. I, I, I like, I, I, he, he, his thing. Orton, I'm like one of the very few Randy Orton guys that that exists in the in the inter, internet space. Like, but my thing is like when I came into watching wrestling, like the first time, the first time I ever saw laid eyes on Randy Orton was WrestleMania 25. I saw that video package, and that's the thing about about WWE's video package, like their stuff, like they're that's so the greatest good. on earth. Like, after watching Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, that's the first match I, I had seen of wrestling in nine years, right? And then I go great. and I see and I see Triple H like, wow, Triple H still a main event? Of course, of course he is. This fucking guy. So I see this Randy Orton dude, and I understand Triple H is the good guy, and I'm thinking like, how much of a prick does he have to be to be the good guy? Against, uh, uh, right? Uh, be for Triple H be good. How much of a prick does this Randy Orton dude has to be? And then they show like the sledgehammer stuff, kissing Stephanie, laying out Shane, laying out Vince. I'm like, and then and then you see that dude. And you're like, yo, this dude's built like a Greek god. And then you see him in the ring, you're like, yo, this dude is silky smooth. I understand why this dude's in the main event, over, even over Undertaker and Sean. So I'm like, this dude has to be hella talented. And then, you know, I watch, and then I watch WrestleMania 26, and then I get back into WrestleMania, or get back into WWE full-time, like, in that summer of 2011, like, right after, like, the Money in the Bank thing happened. So, like, that's right when he, got, he gets moved right to SmackDown, and he's having that, that feud with with Christian. Christian and I'm One like the best in yo, SmackDown history. Right. So but those are my first impressions of this dude it is like that plus like his greatest of DVD that just came out <laughs> in the 2011 was like always <laughs> on there and I'm like yo this nigga Randy Orton is the truth. Bro, so it just it just hit me when you said that that you missed 2010 <laughs> with him and John Cena every month. Oh over and over and over and over and over and but the match I but the matches I did see of Cena and Orton was like the Hell in a Cell match which was the first one which was good. The second one was also good. And then like the I quit match. And I quit match is, is great. Really so, good. Yes. So real, like, real quick so, side note, was two thousand nine where it was John Cena and Randy Orton versus the entire roster. <laughs> From what, oh, I hear, yeah. Yeah. From yeah. what I hear, yeah. From what I hear, yeah. From what I hear. So, so like, I get why they, you know, why or now, given like all this history, he's a living legend, 
He's still somehow not even 40 yet. And he's done all this stuff. 13 title, 13 championships. Made event at WrestleMania multiple times. I understand why, like, and obviously he always worked better as a heel than as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Except for, like, the, when he was chasing down uh, Seth Rollins. That's about the only time he really, like, really went connected all the way as a, as a babyface. But I get why, like, he goes out there and leaves a massive bean down on, on Jeff Hardy and then the crowd goes nuts because, like, that dude has that dude has been made for so long that it's like anything he does is gonna get cheered because that's kind of what he's been like. Even when he was a heel fighting Daniel Bryan at the beginning, he was still sort of getting cheered until the authority thing fully popped off. Like that's, I, I, I kind of so I kind of get it. I kind of get it. That's fair, but and I, I, I'm I'm gonna give it back to Simon. I just want to say this that that's that's fair and that's true, but I think that the crowd doesn't cheer doesn't cheer. Bad or good based on what they do anymore. That's your bad or good based on who they like. Oh, right? I, I, you know, yeah. you know what? You're right. You know Pretty what much. else? You, you know what else they also do? What's that? They cheer a boo based on if they get something dynamic. Yes. If it, if so, games, so regardless of whoever, so let's say it's some, it's some, it's let's say if Corbin, Cor, Baron Corbin, uh, did not lose his money in the bank. Let's say he had, he had, he didn't lose it to gender, and he actually did cash in there at SummerSlam. The crowd would pop for that. Not because Baron Corbin's good, because Baron Corbin, uh, this is a year from, this is a year removed from that, and he's not any bit, uh, not one iota better from from than he was a year ago, putting people in, in wrestles and matches and draining the life out of you. He's still just that mediocre. But because something dynamic happened, they cheer. Hill turns, people cheer. Like even if you yeah. double cross somebody, people cheer. They just want to see something memorable and dynamic while they're there. Right. And 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 that's a part of the part where like. You you look at the WWE right now as a company, and you see that this company that was built on the backs of Hulk Hogan, uh, Bruno, Bruno San Martino, Steve yeah. Austin, The Rock, John Cena, where all you had all these great Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, uh, Bret Hart, all these great baby faces for for decades. This whole company's built on baby faces. Macho Man, and then it's just, Warrior, right, yeah. right, mm-hmm. off the strip of great baby face with great baby face runs. And you look at this company now, and you look at like since Daniel Bryan's vacated that belt, like the top. Or the WWE Championship because of the neck since 2014, like the run of, of WWE champions and also the undercard uh, titles have been overrun by heels. Like only the, like they can't make any good baby faces unless they're part timers like Goldberg or it's like Shane or it's Daniel Bryan just coming or they back. Were made or they were made before WWE like AJ. Kinda yeah, but the thing but the thing was like he was a good he was a good baby face starting out. Then he had a great then then. AJ had a great heel run that was based off the strength of him having great matches, and he really wasn't like, and he wasn't necessarily a chicken shit. Like he wasn't he was, the he was not he was what Brock Lesnar was in like 2002, where he had the skill and he can do all. It. He just was yes. like, yeah, I could beat you with skill, but I'm gonna kick you in the nuts real quick. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like a yes. It was a respect. Like it, same thing with Owens. Like Owens made. Owens at the, at the beginning. Owens now is because he's scared of Kev, of uh, Strowman. I don't think it's actually fair because he's only scared of Strowman. But like, if it was anybody else, he would he eventually cheat or kick. He would cheat somehow, some way, or whatever else. Do his nasty thing. But people know, people real recognize real, and people realize that, that Kevin Owens is good as hell. So they will go along and they will boo him and stuff like that because he's doing dastardly things. But if they ever give Kevin Owens a, a babyface run, it's going to be huge. If they don't, you know. If they don't over overdo certain things or whatever, but like if he, if he gets a babyface run, people are gonna love him because he's been a guy that people have respected for a long time. And 
uh, I forgot my, what I was even talking about before I even got well, to the But Okay, so with all that being said, and everything you said, I'm going to leave with this. Yeah. Do you still think the crowd's going to boo Roman Reigns they turn him heel? <clears throat> going well, my, forward my, or my, at my, the my, moment my, of the turn? Okay, so you look at the Raw side right now. Me and Rich were talking about this last week. Given that the best heel, the male singles, male singles division, right? The best heel is on the full-time basis. The best heel is Kevin Owens. Who start thinking of the number two, three, four, and five heels in, in the male single division? It's very weak right now. Sure. Very weak. So, and also you throw in the fact that that Randy, or you throw in the fact that um, Roman, it, let's say he is a champion. We can't hold it. We can't rule it out for sure that he won't be the champion because you saw what the fuck they did at WrestleMania. But let's say he is a champion. Wouldn't it be better to have a new champion? He's the he's the he's the everyday guy in the company. To have him go out there and have killer matches with Seth, Dean, uh, Finn, who, as opposed to go out there and go and have these matches that are going to be prone to being these matches with these green guys that aren't to, that aren't up to standard for to be in a match with Roman Reigns, and yet other than Kevin Owens and try to just fake it through. Like so, so my, my point is coming out of WrestleMania. Whether it's Braun Strowman turning heel or whatever else by Alana with Heyman or whatever else, or it's Roman turning heel somehow, some way, or it's Dean Ambrose turning heel somehow, some way, or it's Finn Balor turning heel somehow, some way. Somebody, it's one of these strong faces that because they have five top, they have five strong uh, singles, male singles five, uh, faces right now. One of these dudes is gonna have to turn heel to make this thing, make this thing work out so, somehow, yeah. some way. Like you can't just have gender and Roman and Elias can't do that. Just can't. I don't know. Yeah, I agree 100%. I'm betting on Ambrose for that heel turn. I would love oh, yeah. to Ambrose. Yeah. And it's perfect because of everything. But if he turns heel, he, it has to be on Seth Rollins. He, I heard so, that. Yeah. I, yeah, I heard a brief conversation about what are the odds that he turns on Roman or something. It's like, what did Roman do? Seth got his – Seth was the one who basically let him left him open and let Samoa Joe injure him and all that stuff. Well, you could, I mean, you could tell the basic story of, I mean, it's kind of meta, but you could be like, look, man, we started the shield. Um, I was a guy, I was the front man on the mic for the longest. And, uh, and I was helping carry these dudes with the mic. They were, they were great athletes in the ring, but I knew that, you know, that I was with these guys because they were tough SOBs or whatever else. Then you flash forward to Seth turning on the shield then you turn to all the struggles Roman. You turn to some of the struggles uh, Roman has had with the crowd, and I was always there for these dudes. But I ain't get a freak. I ain't get a mumbling phone call when I when I was rehabbing, uh, fighting, trying to help them. And when they were on their last legs, uh, as um, after they turned after they came to Jesus or whatever else, I was always there to lend a hand for them. And then you showed him, you know, going to bat and fighting uh, the Wyatt family for for. On, on Roman's behalf, you show him, the you know, authority. helping the, the bar, the authority, all that, and yeah. just say these dudes, these dudes will never hear from me the way I wanted to, and you know what, screw them. That's it's a real easy thing to do a Roman, uh, do a long story thing on Dean Ambrose. It do is, I think remember that? Problem, it is, but the problem is Brock Lesnar's involved. So it's like, so it was like, okay, you betraying, you betraying this dude who, who, okay, he didn't call you during your rehab, but Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Rock Lesnar damn near ruins you at WrestleMania 32. <laughs> I was somebody just I was somebody just today. 
Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, you. Is it thing right? If he loses the belt or whatever, else, or actually, I don't know. But it would like, have to be with a. It would have to be with a cash in to, for it to work. Yeah. It couldn't. It couldn't just be with Roman would have to beat Brock Lesnar and then Ambrose and Seth Rollins come out to celebrate, and then Dean Ambrose is hiding a crowbar or something crazy, and out comes Brock, Kevin Owens or something. <laughs> but moving yes. on. Uh, so this weekend we have SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver coming up. Uh, and SummerSlam looks to be a long show, whereas NXT TakeOver looks like it's pretty short. As of now, there's only five matches announced. Is there anything else? Anybody know any rumors of anything else being added? Um, I'm sure they're going to have dark matches like they do for every Brooklyn. Right, okay. but but they did. But I, I do believe, I could be wrong, but I think they added some time to the show. Could be. I mean, I don't know what they will put on, but like, I mean, with the dream, with the dream and EC3 match, the the North the North American title match, the tag title match, the women's title match, and the, and the main title match. I think. I mean, that's typically NXT does a two and a half hour, uh, five show match. Maybe they decide to extend it longer. I mean, because the I mean, this is a pretty stacked card even by normal t- uh, NXT standards. But I mean, they, I'm sure they could ask something. I mean, because obviously we know that um. Keith Lee just had his debut uh, match last week. I mean, they might throw him. They might throw him out there to shine for a little bit on the on the main card. For all we know. Yeah. So, like I said, the show is very short. So I wouldn't really. I don't even think going through the entire show would, is really worth it. So I'd rather just get to what do you think is going to be match of the night? Mm. And and in my opinion, it's either between Adam Cole and Ricochet. Hmm. Or the undisputed era in Mustache Mountain, because t- I feel like NXT missed that op- missed an opportunity with Ciampa and Gargano, because we've because the last man standing match is cool, but I feel like if they really wanted to get that get what they the you know, people wanted, they should have had a Hell in a Cell match because yeah. that would that would have been the finish that that would have been the zenith. Sure, but, you, but you have to understand the situation. It was never meant to be a singles match. Yeah, I understand that. The matches got changed two weeks ago. I understand that, but it's like when I when you learn about how they got they got all this stuff shucked in a warehouse somewhere, and how it's they can just transport. That's not the problem. The problem the problem is the build. You can't just pop up and say, "Oh, by the way, hell in the cell." Like that's something you need to lead to and have advertised for a couple. Well, look, well, there there is a precedent (laughs) where they put where they did in ninety eight, no, where ninety nine did Kane versus Mankind on a Raw. Yeah, but that's the only one that's ever happened, and that's the no, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, the won't even count. Right, I'm just saying the precedent is there for them to just do that. But like, would you really want that? Just, just in one week notice, be like, oh yeah, hell in a cell, run it. Will you yeah. guys? Will you really exactly. want that? I, I think they got. I think I got enough heat to do it in my opinion. I think. I think. Look, who's to say that it can? Who's to say that it's only going three matches? Man, that's the, you be. Yeah, that's that was my next point because they're going back to Brooklyn for WrestleMania. But then, but for Survivor Series, they got War Games is coming back. So, but, like, but what do but they you, do? They put a cage on one. Like, no, how would that work? You, no, what you do is you just no. What you do is like you do your you do your. Are we not well. Are we sure they're actually going to do War Games again for Survivor Series? Yes, I'm pretty sure it was confirmed. Okay, well, yes. okay, well, if they do that, that's fine. But you still have the opportunity to do the final because. Uh, Alistair Black will be back by that point in time. Like you can still do your three way, or you can do Gargano or Dude versus versus um, Alistair because Alistair is owed his rematch because he because he's hurt. Call him by his name, James. Who? 
He's not dude. He's Chomper. Oh, Call him nah, by his I, name. I, I, don't, I don't say his name. I don't do that. <laughs> nah, he who must not be named. <laughs> I hate that man's for, for the record, I think the best match tonight is going to be Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era. And I say that because yeah. quietly, the Undisputed Era as a tag team has had the best match on each card damn near. Or at least most underrated for like two straight it's, tables. Especially in that last show. They, against Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan, one, two. Yeah. They, I did not they, expect them tremendous. to outshine Gargano and Ciampa again. That well, was not first, to me. They didn't outshine them, but like, it was, but a, no, it was, it was, it was a close. When it's, when it's, in my opinion, when it's that close, mm-hmm. I give gotcha. it to the guy yeah. who was, <laughs> what you yeah. didn't expect. Yeah, the thing is, like, okay, so I had never seen Lorcan. That's not because, you know, I, I didn't start watching NXT full, like, consistently until. I actually just came back and watched Russell Therisco. So I had no idea. I had heard about Lurkin. I had heard about him being on the on the um the Largo C based like this the the B team pay-per-view touring uh, NXT thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I had no idea he was that kind of good until I started a match. I was like, yo, this dude, this dude, like I'm not saying that I'm not saying that this is gonna happen because like but the last time I saw a dude like go on a tear like that doing a pay-per-view match and my first time seeing him being like came away impressed with like yo this dude might have something was in fact Gargano when during them first DIY match. I was like, yo, who is this guy? Like, so I'm not saying that dude's gonna become this like Janet baby baby face, but like he definitely seems like he's a he has a in NXT especially like has a potential to, you know, he has his foot in the door now. Like he got sus he got hurt, but like comes back. People are going to remember. They're going to remember what he did in that match, and I'm sure he's going to be back out there in that tag team. And I mean, tag team wrestling in NXT is always is always you know is always has their foot forward in it. So like, I don't think I don't think he's going to have to worry about his spot being taken when he when he comes back, especially in the tag division. All right, and uh, now did you say that was your official pick? Yeah, that's mine. Yeah, it's either that it's either that or, or NXT Championship match. I mean, I don't, I don't think Colin, I don't think Colin Ricochet have it like that. Um, I, I've seen Kyrie and and, and Bayes before, and their match was great, but like, mm, it was okay. I, I, what? I, I, it was. Oh, don't, don't, it was good, but don't be the don't be yeah. the Russian judge, Simon. Don't do that. No, no he's not. I wasn't a big fan of it either. Oh my it was, god. I, maybe it was because of the presentation and how it was just shucked out after SmackDown, but I, I didn't really care for how they did that. The match itself was okay, but it's like okay. So Shane has gotten better since then, anyway. So yes, but okay. So I'm gonna ask you this: How many great matches were in the May Young Classic last year? What do you great? <laughs> great, yes. I don't know if there was any great one. There was a bunch of good ones. Oh my god! All right, so I know the crowd we're talking about here. We can move on. Y'all don't expose <laughs> Thank you for that ringing endorsement. It's like that, huh? <laughs> like every Kyrie Sane match in that tournament was great. Tony Storm had three great matches in that tournament. Uh, let's see. The baszler Larray match was great. Like, there, there, uh, there was another. Okay. The, the opening, I'm sorry, Abby Lake versus uh, Piper Niven was also great. Well, like, let's say this. Let's say this, James. You you have to understand, too, we haven't seen this those matches in, like, over a year. So maybe if we go back and remember them, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was great. But in, off the top of my head, I couldn't remember any of the matches you named until just now. Oh, well, I, oh okay. Well, I remember, I remember the Baszler one. I remember, I remember most of hers. Baszler, Baszler and Candice was great. Now that I'm remembering it, but my God, I just, you know. Okay. Didn't... All right. Well, you know, well, you know how Simon is. Simon tends to skew towards negativity. So, I, so like, I was like, yo. So you I, nervous? I, so you see, was, you don't. You see my, you see my Twitter handle, man. 
Yeah. So then, so then when, so then when you Rance, who was, who is tends to be more the more positive in the fan base, comes out and was like, oh, yeah, I don't remember anything great. So I'm like, yo, are y'all really finna do this? Are, are y'all really finna do this? Like this is, like, oh, okay. Give right. me, get, let me let me go back and watch some, or at least remember the matches, and then yeah, we can talk. Okay. All right. All right. And to finish things up, we got SummerSlam, which features as of now 13 matches. Yikes! Is that is that is that the number from WrestleMania? Yes. <sighs> Jesus Christ, man. Um. <laughs> but, well, but I will say this: at least none of their, at least none of these matches are like battle royals that are just like you know nothing matches. True. They're all, they're all singles matches except for the SmackDown tag match. Tag only match. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. I'm oh, talking about okay, like one act versus one act. And yeah. luckily, there's only one match that is an exact rematch from WrestleMania. There's some matches that have parallels, and I'll get to that in a second, but there's only one exact rematch. So on the pre-show, we have Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. I don't think anybody's really got any stock into this. I've heard, I've watched NXT a few times. I've seen what Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali have done in various matches. Like, but I'm I just don't see it. I don't see, what'd you say? I'm just ready to see Cedric lose. It's time. I don't, I don't think, not to Gulag, I don't think, but like, I feel like they need to run it with Mustafa again for him to lose. They've had every chance and they don't want to do it, so. I don't know why, but. Yeah. Guys, when did, when did uh, 205 Live start? Was that 2016 or 17? It started after Night of Champions? Brett, Brett, yeah, 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 something like Night that. Night of Champions 2016? A Clash of Champions or something like that, yeah. Okay, Rance. So is is two hundred five live still on pace to in six years be out here selling out uh, stadium arenas like NXT is? They didn't sell out the arenas they were in when they had that little house show tour. No, 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 no. He's 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 saying that because I've said that two hundred five live is gonna have is it, it the way they're building it. The hope is to have the same trajectory that NXT did, and yeah. NXT NXT had to get built before it started selling out stadiums. I don't know the answer to that, but well, here here is part of the problem with 205 Live. They're not essentially building stars as much as they are taking leftover stars and making them work. NXT actually built stars, pretty much. So, well, I, well, I would say that you can't build stars on you can't build stars on that thing because you don't have the television reach, and also like yeah, they're off the television. Like, if you were actually trying to, I don't think they're actually really trying to build stars as much as they're just like, yeah, this way we'll put these guys because they might actually, like, do something somewhere else. And, like, we only want this shit to get to a certain level outside. Like, Man, Vince, if they, if they like, ever if, decide. Like, if, they, if, if, if it was up to Vince, Vince would buy all of the indies and keep buying all of the indies over and over and over and over. But he can't because it would be reckless and he has too much talent as it is. If they ever decide to pull the plug on 205 Live, I want Cedric. Uh, that's a whole other issue. Uh, <laughs> you want to call him something, but you can't on air because that will be kind of be reckless. Don't do don't it. Comment. Don't, don't comment. do it. Mustafa Ali. <laughs> you got Mustafa Ali I would want back. Grand Metalik, where is this man? Yeah. This dude has to. Huh? He's, he's on about, every week. Where is he as far as a title picture? This man is just oh. having tag team matches. Well, okay, well, to be, stereo, to be fair... The stereotype, hey, these guys are all of similar ilk. The Lucha, the Lucha House part? Yeah, that's trash. Lucha House part, man. 
Bro, he had the best. He had the opening match with the Cruiserweight Classic. It was one of the best things I've seen a luchador done in WWE, and I don't know how long. But they're and, convinced Kalisto is the the guy. Like, but he's the not doing luchador. anything either. No, but but he has. He's the only guy to get consistent singles matches. Oh my god, I don't. I don't. Get of it. of those three, so man, that's a whole other. We gonna do a. Man, we they got one more time to mess up a luchador, and we're gonna do a special on luchadors in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> X on the pre-show, Rusev and Lana versus Andrade, Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega. That's I, for sure on the pre-show. Yes. That's okay. yes. It, that's that's what it says on Wikipedia. Okay. I don't know why this isn't just a singles match. You know why it's just a sing. You know why it's not just a singles match. Uh, because, you know why? You want me to explain? You want me to tell you why? Briefly, unfortunately, yeah. Okay, for well, for okay, so in one part, like they kind of have this pay per view that comes in October that they need to push as many women as possible to try to you know work get this thing to work right. That's one. That's one fold. And then two is is it's it's sports entertainment, so you got to give so it's a variety show. It's not a wrestling show. You have to try to give some variety. I don't necessarily agree with that thought, but that's how Vince has worked this thing for the last forty roughly forty years. So. You don't give them. You don't give them the match everybody wants to see. You give them. Well, you cut. Yeah, you cut it. With, right. You cut it with babies. With babies uh, formula. But there's a third. What's the third? The only reason they're feuding from a story standpoint, because you know, oh, Aiden English is be well not well not just Aiden, but yeah. because of the women. Zelina and Lana had a problem with each other, which is why they started feuding in the first place. Okay, I I, I didn't. I wasn't watching then. So I had to yeah. check real quick, and I I thought initially that they did the same thing in. 2015 with Dolph Ziggler uh, and Rusev, but as it turns out, they were just managers at that time. Yes, it's funny how it's funny. Wrestling, 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 yeah. is sick, wrestling yeah, and, is sick and, 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 and also, and also that was, and also that was a uh, a love square. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a love square. My God. Well, uh, yes. a triangle. I mean, no, you, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you, do y'all remember? Do y'all remember when Rusev threw that fish at Lana's feet? Do y'all remember that? Yes. Dead fish, Lana. <laughs> it's a fish. <laughs> and then the last match on the pre-show, the B team versus the revival. Who cares? Title change. <laughs> Who gives a flying fuck? I mean, they like y'all been wanting the revival to get the belts. This is when they're gonna get it. So. Well, who to get the belt? The revival? Nah, nah, nah. No, no, no. It have to be at the worst possible time when it's when the tag team division is completely dead. People, people, is, here's the thing, right? People have certain things that they say they want, but they also have them under these under these certain conditions. Like, yes, yes like, like for requirements. example, like, no, but it's like, uh, but I don't think these are unfair conditions. It's like, look, most it's a wrestling show. People are tuning in to watch wrestling. They want good wrestling storylines that aren't that aren't convoluted and, and screws with you as far as like you having to think about them for too long, right? That just falter under like any type of. Uh, any type of, I guess, like, I mean, any, they just fall apart under any type of scrutiny, right? Like, if you just give that, like, I mean, and I'm, and I'm not saying that needs, the show needs to be NXT. I enjoy some of the events, some of the events, sports entertainment, goofiness and wackiness. I just think they do too much of it at times. And I think they literally, they screw up or they screw with you because, like, they're trying to get heat because of God knows why. Uh, well, I know why. It's part because they not can't make any good baby faces. But if, just if, but going back to the revival thing, the revival thing is just they re- they had really good programs and really good matches on NXT. 
Um, granted, the, everybody, I think anybody, I think we would all agree that the second that we all knew that the second event saw those guys, he wasn't gonna think they could do shit, right? They're short. They're short. They got bad bodies, right? I, so you see what they've done the whole, and also they got hurt. So that's also another strike against them. That's a huge strike because they got hurt at very inopportune times. Separate. That, which is funny when you consider Samoa Joe, but keep going. Or Roman Reigns. But that's the thing, though. If yeah, you get, but they had, but Vin, that's they debuted, man. These guys, the guys you're talking about were at the top when they got hurt. These guys debuted three months, they hurt. That's different. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Even if you're at top, that still don't mean anything. Because look at, I mean, we, me and you got into it on, a, on one of the One Nation radios about this. Look at look at Finn Balor. He was an inaugural champion, gets, gets his shoulder popped out of the socket in the match of, of the belt, loses the belt, comes back, and look what he's done the whole year, the year and changed his been back. He's been shitting on. So, but okay. about but about the revival thing, like they want them to be the chess champions, yes, but they also expected them to they also expected in that run that they were gonna get a bunch of good matches and programs with some good teams on the way. They ain't get none of that. Like they they've been they've been they've been getting their asses kicked left and right in in a in the shit division and now they're about to possibly win the title. It's like, yo, whoever whoever is the next like major tag team to come along in the uh, into the raw division is going to beat them beat the guy like unsuffering. Like I looking back at it, what this is now and what we have on SmackDown with AO with uh the Bludgeon Brothers just walloping everybody at WrestleMania, they should have done that with AOP with this raw division. They should have held them off, mm-hmm. had them kill people, set them to SummerSlam and had them smash uh B team or the Wyatt in in Hardy thing or the revival and ran with that and just have and just had them do that. But you know, that's not what they decided to do. It is what it is, man. So moving along to the singles matches on the show before we get into anything with a title or a, or a briefcase involved, we got another match that I'm just really not here for. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. This was added you to fill time. You Next. What do you think of, of, of this thing? The feud? Yeah. The feud. I'm, it's, it's big, he's big cast. It's okay. He's it's technically a few because they've been they've they've been yeah. going at each other for months. Isn't this their isn't this their second pay per view match? Third. Yikes. Okay. Has any, third? It's the third. Yeah. Right. I know they wrestled at the pay per view before Extreme Rules. Let's I know they wrestled on uh, TV two. No, it's no, the three second. weeks ago. It's the second. And then right. they're wrestling the at SummerSlam. Like it's the second. This match. I thought this match was. I thought they weren't even going to have a match. Like, I remember asking Rich. A week ago, like, is is Balor is not gonna be on SummerSlam? And we both like came to look at each other and like, yeah, probably not. And then they decided, yep, thirteenth match or twelfth match, go. It's kind of it was uh, it was kind of the same thing last year with Finn. Remember him and Bray? It was like last minute is Finn we, gonna we, they gonna is he gonna miss? And then last minute they went on and did the demon. We, 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 we don't talk about we you don't know talk about you know what's funny you know what's funny. You know what's so funny is like I thought that when he when um when your boy caught the mumps or whatever the hell that was and missed that pay per view and they brought in AJ Styles and then like they had that great match that mm-hmm. they had got back on the right track track with Finn and you, the rumor was they were gonna do Finn the, the champion never lost versus Brock at Royal Rumble and you thought okay that's a great like overnight because of the Shield breaking down. 
or whatever, the shield getting hurt and Wyatt being out, you're like, yo, this saved Wyatt's career because they were about to do the, the him dressing up in drag versus the, drag, the yeah. pumpkin face. <laughs> you thought they saved their careers uh, on accident. Like, and Finn you, was going to be the great pumpkin. <laughs> right, right. It's, but we all thought, like, yo, this kind of saved their career. Like, this this turned out great. Like, he gets to be AJ, a guy that's, you know, he was he was a month away from becoming champion. We didn't know at the time, but, like, AJ was still having great matches. Every single paper you had at that time, you're like, yo, this is great. And then... Kane <laughs> and then Kane the very next night, and then they just kept beating his ass for Kane, and then like this whole ever since then has been like, like what did he do to y'all? Like does he like did he have sex with somebody y'all love? What's going so let me, on? So, so let me say this: the when, last time me and you talked about Finn on One Nation Radio, I was adamant that it was just a, a timing thing. Since then, they have dropped the ball massively with Finn, and I think I feel like they're content. Was just letting him sit in the spot he's in the mid card spot he's in, cause he sells merch and that's good enough. You know he sells merch, people like him, he gets a good pop. I feel like they're content keeping him there. I don't know why, but they have dropped the ball, cause the dude should have been back in the main event by now. I'm gonna make. And if he wasn't, if he wasn't gonna beat Seth for the Intercontinental Title, they should have done something with him substantially. Here's 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 my take on some. Finn Balor. I was completely against him winning the the Universal Championship because I just felt that that's a lot to give somebody on the main yeah. roster in a month. He, yeah. he injures himself, he finishes the match, he wins the title, he retires it. I'm thinking, okay, cool, they got a real good opportunity. Now they can put him to SmackDown, and then he if, if he does lose, the story can be he just caught a hot streak Monday Night Raw. It's a lucky break. Thank Things work differently over here. It is like you can argue the competition's better. All the other, all the other stuff about Raw versus SmackDown that they like to pretend is serious now. Like there was a storyline potential for that. Instead, they bring him back to Raw. He doesn't get any real title. He gets title opportunities. He doesn't do anything substantial. He doesn't win a single one. His highlight is defeating AJ Styles in a match that was that that was that, rushed that and had no time. And yeah. then he. Just does nothing ever since. So that's all I really got to say about him. Uh, moving on, the next match on the card, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. And Yo, y'all you know saw SmackDown tonight? I just getting to that. You know something's I miss, good? I missed it, by the way. Yo, you have to it's see recorded. Let me let me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. You know you know something's good when I got to give praise. And WWE with these video packages hyping up Daniel Bryan versus The Miz has been truly awesome. Like I'm, ex- I was I didn't really think much of it at the time because in my mind, yeah, Daniel Bryan. We don't even know if Daniel Bryan's gonna resign. So what? He's what? Is, so right, He's but resigning. with that WWE 2K19, it, it's pretty much all but confirmed. That it will be a major shock. I, I <laughs> like I don't even fathom a, a, a situation where he leaves. They'd have to do something real terrible, and I don't think they they're in any position to do that right now. So yeah, this match, like if you had said two. 2018. We had said two years ago before the Miz's feud with Dolph Ziggler, I would have said this would have been an okay match at best. When you look at some of the matches he's had with Dolph Ziggler, with Dean Ambrose, with Seth Rollins, this might be a this might be a show still. Right, with Roman on Raw 25, this could be a show still. And yeah, yeah, it it was gonna be a show stealer anyway. I mean, you know me, I'm not the guy that cares about the actual in match, in ring stuff that much, but. Just the palpable hate they have between each other. Man, that's that's what's great about it. It's got a great backstory, and it's got yeah. and the two of, 
and Brian is Daniel Bryan and the Miz has improved greatly in the last two years. So I'm looking forward to this as far as picking a winner. Like if I, if I didn't know about Daniel Bryan possibly resigning, I'd say it would be the Miz or something. But I'm fairly certain that Daniel Bryan is walking away with a victory and that he's going to oh, move on to something. Well, they could extend. There's a chance they could send this to SummerSlam or something. Not SummerSlam, the Survivor Series or whatever the next pay-per-views. They could run it at Hell in a Cell because all these pay-per-views are joint now. Uh, but I just have a feeling that Daniel Bryan's going to win this first one. I think Miz is going to win for two reasons. Number one, they already brought up the fact that Bryan's contract is coming up. So they, I'm, I think the way WWE books, they wanna, they're going to want to have the ambiguity there with making people wonder, well, Miz won, is Bryan going to leave? And number two, if the only way the few can extend or have future legs is if Miz wins the first one. Because if Brian wins, then Brian got what he wanted. Brian got Brian got his comeuppance. All these years he got he finally got over on Miz in a big match, bing bang boom, it's over. If Miz wins, there's a reason for them to go back to the not next month, hell, maybe WrestleMania, but there's reason now. Because Miz can gloat forever. I beat you. I gave you the match. I beat you. I'm better than you. So that's why I think Miz is winning. <clears throat> Yeah, if Miz don't win his match, he has nothing to gloat about. And Miz, without being able to gloat about something, is not is you know not pretty Miz. much pretty much Miz before 2016, where he's just like he's a great talker, but nobody gives a shit. So like, unless he has a belt to throw into your face, even though he's a, even though he's just an average wrestler and, and still shove that down in your face, and unless he can hold over the fact that he beat the Miz, like he ain't got nothing. He really has nothing else for him to go to, especially right now that like they took him out of Raw and they moved him on to SmackDown, and like I mean. You know, where is he? Where is he really gonna do? Like right now, like if I were them, I would try to push him towards going towards the main event area. Like they, they, you know, they haven't wanted, they haven't wanted to do that over the last two years, even though his work has warranted that. But I think, I think, he, I think he's winning. Also, you throw in the fact that like we don't know if Dan Bryan signed it for sure. Yes, we do. So he meant. I mean, so he may as well beat him on the way out. Yeah, but CM Punk had shit on 2K when he left too. So that well, don't well, that was well, that was different because he when CM Punk left, the game was like still in development and all that stuff. They weren't even close to a release. And right, right. and 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 real and real quick, and Di- Brian isn't disgruntled with WWE. Punk had issues. No, not but to my- mention that. Not to mention that Brian still Brian's wife still works there. Total Divas, Total Bellas. They got renewed. Brian can't be on the show if he's not going to be up in the company no more. So there's a whole lot riding more than just Brian wrestling on Tuesdays. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think he's gonna be resigned, but like I'm gonna be shocked if he left. I, that would be the most shocking thing that's happened since especially, he came back. Especially if you're, especially if you're Daniel Bryan, especially if you're Daniel Bryan, and I mean, I mean, with all the, I mean, no, you, all the opponents he got are here now for the most part. There's new ones popping up. But like right. Shinsuke Nakamura, that's a that's still a big match, and I think they can do, especially at WrestleMania. But you got but yeah, but Nakamura might be going to come January too. Yeah. We don't know. Survivor Series, then. I mean, but my thing is, granted, we're all talk. All I'm saying is, there's no reason to be surprised if somebody leaves WWE right now, knowing how good it is outside, and also how many less days you have to work. Yeah, but you're looking at it from one spectrum. You're not looking at it from the full spectrum. If the full Brian, spectrum Brian is, is I have a the full spectrum. If he, was a sing, if he was a single dude, like living by himself, I would yes. say, yeah, he, he probably Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Okay. 
So, because, so you're saying that is because he wouldn't leave because of the stuff that might mess up with the Bella situation, right? I'm saying he would. So why did so why did Nikki leave John? Wouldn't that fuck up his her situation with the company too? No one cares no, about her that, anymore. That, well, that's not true. But that, no, that's, that's not true. They don't that. care as much. This, this, like she's not this, even on this, TV anymore. She's 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 mostly in. But she's, she's on the reality in, television, which y'all are telling y'all are trying to convince me is such a gigantic deal. I'm saying that's a piece of it. I'm not I'm not arguing that that's the entire okay. reason. I, all all I'm saying is this. You're a family man. You don't have to be on the road for what four, three to four shows a single week, and be at home for maybe one or two days out the week. If you if you went his route, and if you are as popular as you are, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan ain't no Cody Rhodes. He's a way bigger name than uh, than than all these other guys that have ever had opportunity to come out and be <laughs> the, 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 the Cody slander. <laughs> no, but you know, no, no I don't say it like that because no, I, 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 yeah. I love Cody. I love Cody. Like, yeah. but, but my point is like, oh yeah, I, I love Cody. Like I'm talking about Cody. Like honestly, I, I, I get I get what you're saying. Before in 2011, before like I kind of figured out like WWE just does what they want. They don't actually like build people or, or build people in the way that they used to in the past. Oh, I remember like, what you told me. Uh, I thought I thought that like 2011, Cody Rose. I thought that that was eventually like because they were doing the mid they were the mid card title guys Intercontinental Champions. I thought like you know Brett Sean. You know, all these guys, you raise them on all these guys, you go through an intercontinental title, you, you're a workhorse, and then like eventually you show that you what your worth is to WWE, even though you're a smaller guy, and eventually you get your shine, eventually, whatever else, right? Just like it was in the in, in the nineties. So I thought Dolph Ziggler, given amount the crazy uh, how well he worked on TV in TV matches that time, and also Cody, because of the bloodline, the fatty head, the, the, the push with legacy and all that kind of stuff, that eventually WrestleMania and WrestleMania 30 or whatever else years from now, like they're going to get him a spot where like that might be a that might be a title match uh, years from now. I was hella wrong, but and then they turned him into a B-list supervillain. Right, but Cody, but Cody has, but Cody has proved that like he was a legitimate star. Actually, had that kind of potential in him. It just it wasn't going to work in WWE. 2013. Or at least at this point in time, until he had proved that he could be a star on his own right. We'll see what happens in the future when he comes back. Yeah, because if anybody's likely to resign with WWE, I feel like it's him. It might not be this. It might not be in 2019, but it's definitely sometime soon. And as and and as far as him having star making star making moment, 2013 Money in the Bank. That's all I gotta say. Oh my God! Uh, I, am I not the only one that was shot that like he didn't get a title a uh, shot at the at the contract and like a match with a stipulation with Sandow? Am I the only one that was surprised he didn't get that? No, I thought they were, I think we all yeah. expected that. I thought that they were gonna well, I thought they were gonna do the same thing with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Either the match is the match is great either way, but it was like yeah, it's, it would have been a little nice, there's something extra. Instead, they had they had they had the greatest lumberjack match of all time. I don't <laughs> even know how. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you should. I gotta go back and listen to some of uh, the One Nation Radio because you're probably like, yo, what the fuck are they doing with Seth and Dean right now? Like, do they not realize that like how hot this angle is, and they went out here and did this, doing this stupid like the, the pay-per-view before they do they basically have a call off on the match because uh, jump, Jan Ambrose and jumped down on this man and he just got in the got in the car and left, and then they're gonna do a, a lumberjack match. Little I know, they're gonna turn the house down with a lumberjack match of all things. Go figure. All right, and on the and for the last. Uh, match that isn't necessarily for a title but still has big limp- implications we have Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens with the money in the bank briefcase on the line and if Braun Strowman gets disqualified 
then he loses the contract. But no, I don't really see that happening. So, but there is still a chance that Kevin Owens could win the, the briefcase. Who do you see walking away? I, because I, in my mind, I'm gonna tell you my pick. Just Braun Strowman's gonna win. He's just, this is just another pit stop on his road to whatever they've got him doing. Because I don't want to say the title for sure. So I, so I, I think Braun's going to win, but I would like to see Kevin win for only one reason. It would be different. You know, because it's 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 so expected that Braun's not only going to win Sunday, but he's going to eventually, if not cash in at, at uh, SummerSlam, win the title with the belt and the monotony of the, of the Money in the Bank contract and all this, that, and the other. If Kevin wins, especially if he wins like Christian did by getting this dude disqualified, it throws a wrench in so many different plans and makes things so different. And I like different. It's not going to happen, but it would be nice to see something different happen. Okay, so for me, I guess I had to make a ranking. So of the top four or or four scenarios that I see in like and ones that I would like the most and which ones I, I would dread the most. Okay. Um, one would be if or, or five, actually. Roman wins. Roman turns heel. That's top of the card. That's top. That's top, right? Roman wins, and he's still Roman. That'd be number two, because at least like we gone through it. He's finally the champion. You built this guy for four fucking years. We, we can we Gary, can press the fast. We can press play now on the. Yes, company. you finally press play after just hold after being hold up on this shit for so many years, right? You finally just go on, right? And it's so amazing that WrestleMania 31, like they decided to go with, to pull pull the trigger on Seth because they're afraid of blowback. Meanwhile, like the blowback's been here for four fucking years. They still pushing Roman, whatever. So, uh, three, uh, would be if Owens won. No, I'm sorry. Three would be if Strowman won and then cashed in on whoever. Uh, which whoever won the match, whatever else, and then like go from there. And Strowman's Strowman, you know, guy that is hot enough to be champion. And you put you get him at the right time of the year where it's not WrestleMania season. So and you don't and you don't have to worry about how limited he is when most eyes are on the product and you can move the fuck on from it after he's a champion. It's the same scenario as last year if when people thought that he should have been a champion after going into No Mercy. Because you get out of the way, and if you still want to coordinate Roman Reigns at, at a WrestleMania, you can you can have him lose the belt or whatever else uh, to somebody else at by Royal Rumble, and you still had a significant run. You can't say he got shortchanged. Um, the next scenario after that would be if Kevin Owens won, and then he's a chicken shit hill universal champion again. Like, Hopefully they do a better job than making him just a comedy, a, a bit of a comedy coward, like when he was doing the uh, Jericho thing. Um, if he had him with him, that would help as well. But the worst scenario, the very worst fucking scenario they could do is if they have Brock Lesnar beat this fucking man again and then leave without getting cashed on. He just goes to UFC with the belt and goes and does whatever else, and he comes back. Like I don't want to see that sh that shit again. Like my problem isn't with my problem isn't with necessarily. Uh, Brock or whatever else is that that like they've been putting this they've been putting this company and this brand or whatever brand that Roman's been on a hold for four fucking years because they haven't gave or given this dude the title. Stop this bullshit, get it over with, get it done, and let this dude have kick ass wrestling matches again and just move on. 
or whatever else. And you, you can still bring Brock back as an attraction, whatever else, but keeping the fuck away from the title because it's holding it making it makes the whole entire brand feel like it's just stuck in mud. <laughs> well, you realize you never answered. So, so wait, I forget which ones you ranked. So who did you want to win out of Strowman and Owens? Oh, oh, he'll 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 uh, Roman with with uh, with the help of Heyman. That's that's the number one scenario for me. But but who you want to who you think's gonna win Brock and Kevin? Oh shit! I mean, you can't. Can you really tell? Look, last okay. So go to WrestleMania. I'd have been like, ain't no chance in hell. Uh, Brock's winning championship until I can't. I can't call it. The only thing for, I'm pulling that we, thing, ain't, only, we ain't talking to cash in. We just want to I'm know who you think. Just Brock Roman and Owen. I'm, I'm going to pull that sting. The only thing for certain is that nothing's certain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, this this dude over here giving us the nod. I, yeah. I guess we ain't got to talk about right, Roman right. and Brock. All right, fine we still, then. We, no, this we're still going to okay, come back to it. Roman's going to find it. I'm predicting it. Roman's going to win. He's going to turn heel. How about that? I'll put it on there. You still not answering the question. What do you, you want know from what? me, man? You know what? Who is going to win the match? Who's going to win this match? Right, Braun Strowman versus Kev versus Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Move on. Okay. Move on. Braun's winning. I'll, um, I think we're, we're finally into the titles now. <laughs> Aside from the pre-show, next is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. This. It's so weird because the buildup has revolved around Orton. Uh, Randy Orton. So if, unless they're going to add him to the match at some point this week, nope. this just this just feels odd. So there's no real predict. I have no real prediction for this match. Not Jeff before. Hardy is Jeff Hardy is still injured, like and he's nursing all these problems. So if I had to guess, I'd say Nakamura is going to be the guy who walks away with the title because he just got it. Like, yeah, Nakamura. I got Nakamura. Like, we can't get and yes. I, I'm just not. There's, no, there's nothing in depth to say about this. Like, no. This is really the numbers. Is there any way that we can just get Matt and Jeff off out the matches and just have them be like, just have them be road agents and and and, and producers? Like, can we just get I, them off the roles, please? I, I want at least Matt is retired. I want at least I two Matt more matches out of Jeff Hardy. I forget what they were off the top of my head, but as far as uh Matt goes, when I heard about his pelvis and his. His, his back, his lower back fusing. I'm like, okay, you done. Yeah. Like the last, like the last good match I remember Jeff, Jeff or or Matt having was that match with it was Miz versus Jeff. It like oh, I think it was sometime was like last year on Raw, and that's the last match. And like and, and yeah, that's the, like the last good match they've had. And the thing is like, even when that match was happening, you could tell Miz, Jeff was like in so much pain. And I've never been a big Jeff fan, but like. That dude became somehow became a, a top guy while I was not watching and like you know people. He was the hottest John Cena in two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, people don't think and, people, and when I talk to people about it, people don't like tell me it was ridiculous or stupid or it was like the Miz two thousand eleven push. They think they think it was legitimate. So apparently he's doing a lot of things right. Like I went through the I went through like the edge stuff and saw like this like him having like crazy ass like crazy ass. Um, matches with ladders on SmackDown that weren't even ladder matches. So like, I understand how Edge got to where he was. But, like, I never understood the Jeff thing. But, like, so many people are, like, do not, that watch that time, do not shit on it. So, like, apparently he was doing a lot of good, right, a lot of the right things. So, like, it's time for him to do to just, like, lay it down, take, get your ass a desk job, you know, and don't drink and drive no more and then, like, call it a life. Please. And, and, yeah, and keep getting, keep cashing checks for Vince. That's what Please. he needs to do. Ranch, do you got a prediction? Shinsuke's going to win, but, uh, 
the the story is the story isn't Shinsuke and Jeffries. It's what what is Orton gonna do? That's the story. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, next, uh, Carmella as the SmackDown Women's Champion defending against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. Becky Lynch is not going to win. Charlotte Flair is not going to win. Carmella is going to win because... That backdoor heel shit. He... Yep. And and for the fact that Becky Lynch and and Charlotte Flair talked about we're not Sasha Banks and Bayley. And that leads me to believe that WWE is about to do the exact same thing with those two. So Carmella is going to get the title. I don't think they're going to ruin Charlotte Flair's career now. I don't think they do that. Well, um, they're not going to ruin it, but they are going to have them too. <laughs> they sold the seeds for that. And I will say, I, I kind of like what they're doing with, like that because I'm getting vibes of Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle from 2003, which, you ha- which if you haven't seen, is just hilarious. It is hilarious, yes. Um, no, I, I, I don't think Carmella's winning because, and I, you, you guys are going to kill me for this, but there is really nobody else for her to wrestle. Uh, Naomi is there? all that's left. That's it. Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. Put yeah. Put over Naomi. They're not gonna. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, so I I I'm going to say the craziest of the three scenarios. I think they finally give Becky her moment. It would be nice. That, that's what I'm rooting for. Like it I love be Be-. Nice. I love Becky Lynch to death. Like she is. I don't. To be in WWE from in this era. And to actually like come off as a baby face and not like come off as not it actually be endearing and not like insufferable or over or or just disingenuous is very hard to do. And like she's one of the few that even with all this, you know, scripted scripted promo speak and saying title, you know, all the all the double language of championship opportunity and emergency medical facility instead of hospital and title shot. Like she's been able to make it work and and be absolutely and, and be somebody that you like really like, right? And she has that she had that quality in, in spades and they actually built her with wins on TV to this moment. Like it would be really nice to see that paid off. And she was a novel women's champion. And I felt that and I felt like that whole feud with Alexa was bullshit. But whatever. Like you can do this and you and you can turn her heel or whatever else with with, with Charlotte or whatever else. And you can have some good programs with her, um, if you if you know. But you, you know how that is. Like this, you see how this company is done. Like I can see the back. I can see the hill backdoor win for more heat and say I beat Oscar. Sorry, I beat Oscar twice. I beat Charlotte three times. I beat the, I beat Becky Lynch. They're not going to smack that woman's champion. Look at all this heat I have. I was and I was and when you said I love Becky Lynch to death, like. Yeah, I liked it until I saw that uh, Kiki Chavez video. Oh no, no, that, but that's that, but like, but that's actually on brand for her. It like, you you see how she wrestles, you see how on how unathletic she how or she used Awkward. to be athletic. You can tell yeah. no, how like she clearly used clearly something happened to her to where she used to have athleticism and she lost it. You see and you see how she danced like she needs some WD forty on the knees. So like, I, so, <laughs> I, so I so I so I so I look. Like it's actually endearing. Like I love Becky Lynch to death. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm, I'm, I just I just love her to death. Like do you remember speaking, when speaking of that video? Speaking of that video, Renee Young. Good lord. <laughs> I mean, you know how many times I think I remember. I think I counted. I think she clapped. She clapped herself into rhythm at, uh, after she got off rhythm at least five times. But but yeah, man. Oh, I man. I hope it's Becky. If it was Charlotte, 
I'm okay with that too because they just gave Charlotte the greatest win in, in women's wrestling history at WrestleMania, and they'll have her had her loser title on a cash in. So I'd be okay with her winning that back too. Uh, um, but yeah, we're, we're it, past but, but with Charlotte. Oscar yeah. is not even on this show. Well, what was she? What was she gonna do? I'd say That's I would ha- I would have her and Charlotte running again. Like now, cause cause you would shoot it from the redemption name, but okay, well, but, I got to find myself yeah. outside of the streak. But you gotta remember, they don't they don't have a hypothetical woman. Like the hypoth- the woman's mid card is a hypothetical thing. It's not it's not anything that actually works in in reality. So so it's the black so middle where, class. Where are they gonna do it? Say again. So it's the black middle class. All right. So what's the yeah. next uh, match? Woo. <laughs> 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 uh, next we have. The Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Now, like I said, there are some parallels between WrestleMania 34 and SummerSlam, as you would expect. And this is one of those because this is this is basically the same match aside from the Usos. And there's no, I can't really see if this, what the real story behind this was because Bludgeon Brothers have just been tearing it up. They've been running through everybody, Daniel Bryan and Kane. Um, they beat the Usos at the Greatest Royal Rumble. They fought another team at at, uh, at the very beginning. Did they fight somebody at Extreme Rules? Well, who, we, we can't. Brian we can't. Kane, wasn't it? Then I must be talking about Money in the Bank. You see, we can't even think about it. Let's let's keep going. So, uh, I think the New Day have to win the titles back because the Bludgeon Brothers. Like they've gotten the push that AOP should have gotten, and seems like it. It's like I don't know who made the call to give one person the 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 reward and the other person the slight, but it's like the Blood Brothers have done nothing for me as a act. They they were better off really? when they were what? No, nothing. Like, they were better off. I, look, okay, so we were just talking about the Braun Strowman thing about like he's right up Vince's alley. He's big, he's ugly, he scowls, he roars, right? The Wyatts, or the, the Bludgeon Brothers, they're big, they're ugly, Luke Harper can work his ass off. Um, like, so I can see, and also, there's one other thing they did. When they were squashing people, before before WrestleMania happened, when they were squ- out here just squashing people, their squash matches were awesome. Like, they were murdering people. Like, you remember, I think it was after the, the I think it was, may have been Fastlane, when they squashed the the New Day and the Usos. You remember how awesome that was that, that, when they beat the hell out of them? That, that was that actually, fast lane. That was when, great. When Xavier got powerbombed on the, on the Yes, set. that was great. The thing is, they beat them at WrestleMania in five minutes and just like, and it, and it's like, that was, you know, that was pretty much, the, they were shitting on them. Like, they're, they're pretty much a one-dimensional act. Like, unless you're going to, unless you're going to squash somebody, which is their, there's really nothing else there. And we haven't seen them, from my knowledge, we haven't seen them get the time to have a great tag match either. So, like, something's going to have to give if you want them to actually have some shine. Like, if they were just something you would just want to try because, you know, Vince don't really give a fuck about tag wrestling historically, then, you know, that was something for them to try. Now it's time to actually get these belts. Ain't, no, histori- to- ain't no historically on the tag team stuff, bro. That's that's confirmed at this point. Well, so, so hold on. So, here, I don't believe... I don't believe the new day. I, I, the new day was the wrong choice in my opinion. Anyway, it could have right? been the bar. It should, probably it should, should, have, should have, been the it bar. have been the bar. But because the bar has done nothing, is, and the that's thing, the right. But the thing is, you know how Vince don't really do hill versus hill matches like that. 
Yeah, but you didn't have to bring the bar back as a heel again. For real. You kind of did, because the whole point of having the bar there is to be somebody to to have Russell, the Usos, and the New Day and have great feuds on, on – or have good TV match matches and all that kind of stuff. If they're well, if they're also facing like I mean you could have turned New Day back here. It's been it's been long and it's been since like it's been turned Usos face officially because it seems like this like they've kind of ambiguous right now. No, they've been faced. For a long they've been faced. They've been facing since Hell on the Cell. After they Hell on some match and they came out shook hands. It, feel, with them, it feels a bit more ambiguous now. in my opinion, but I I got you. This is how you so, know they turn face. They have color on their shirts. That <laughs> was a stupid thing, but but think about it. Dorks. <laughs> Uh, so, think about it. Like they don't so, do healer stuff. They don't cheat anymore. Like they, yeah. Like I got you. So I'm going with the new day. You ran, uh, Rance. You said the oh, Blood, Blood Brothers. Brothers. Oh yeah. And yeah. James. But, but it will. But it will be a much more competitive match than they've had in prior. Let's pray. Um, you ain't, you ain't watched SmackDown Rance, but like yo, they're over like gods. Like they were like Dean and oh, like yeah. the new day were like Dean Ambrose, uh, Braun Strowman over from yesterday over. So but what the, what like, they did. Dude, last week, what what Big E did alone match. against yeah. the bar, my match. God. Yeah. But they just had another really good match with uh with Sanity tonight. So when I, my, what I'm saying is like, they're almost like showing you like, look, I understand, like you know, we kind of tried to both both tag divisions after WrestleMania, but like we try, we about to get back. one of these divisions is going to be right with with a good champion. And also, you know, if SummerSlam is Brooklyn. Remember, any, if you like, remember like the, the the first night for like the, the run for New Day after you know being when unsuccessful he had the trombone, yeah. was when they when they showed up at fifteen SummerSlam. So this all this is like coming all full circle. So like maybe I, I think I think it's time I think it's time for New Day to be cha- five time champs. I really do, and then start feuding with the Bar and and uh and their insanity and the Usos. Just run it all again like they've been doing for the past two years. Damn. Hey. So if they have a great matches, you know, and they have a good and they have a good television. That's all yep. I can like. That's all I want. That's all I want out of my. For me personally, all I want is I want I want matches. I want something makes sense. I want something make sense, and I want and I want stuff to actually mean something when it's in front of me. And like the new I day mean, does that consistently. Same I thing. I mean, Rance. As far as consistency goes, I mean that's what New Japan did with the Young Bucks in the Junior Heavyweight Division. <laughs> they wrestled. Who was it? I, I was always seeing Red Dragon. Rapungi Vice. Rapungi Vice. Rapungi, yeah, Rapungi Vice. Um, uh, they, what, was the other, what was the other team? Time splitters. Time splitters. Yeah. yeah. Like they had wrestling them like all the time. So all the time. You can't you can't complain as long as it's as long as it's entertaining. So uh moving on to the Raw Women's Championship match between Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey. Do we need to talk about this? Yes. If we it's do? if it's longer yeah. Nobody believes Alexa's gonna win? No. No, 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 no. It's okay. like, but don't, but okay. don't think it's some foregone conclusion that she's gonna win. Like she can also get, fu- look, they can obviously have uh, Ronda get fuck finished and then have her go chase after Stephanie or whoever else they bring it's out. They got the miss and screw her over again. Ronda's the biggest star in the company. Yeah. And then, and then add to that, add to that, her best friend in the company, her dad just died. There's yeah. no way, God Himself would have to come down and pin. Ronda to lose this match. There's but, no way in hell. I mean, don't, don't are you saying don't you involve guys, don't you involve guys in the wrestling business no more? Oh, <laughs> oh my bad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah Vince Vaughn. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, are you? Right, so, are you saying that they? So, are you saying that they wouldn't? They would not for a second. There's nobody. You won't think they for a second. They thought, you know, it'll be good. Make great. Make great heat. She has her beat. And then Stephanie, Stephanie, and somebody else comes out here and screws out the title, and then we set up for Stephanie. Rousey, WrestleMania 36, 
You don't think that's ever crossed their mind? I'm sorry, 35. There's a difference between thinking of something and planning something. I think it was thought about. It was never. I don't believe it was ever planned. I, mean, I do it, think that sitting that around it, at the table saying, "Hey, well, so what? What ideas do you have?" Somebody probably said, "Hey, what if we screw Ronda and said something?" I'm sure, but in terms of plans, I don't think it was ever planned. I think it has been foregone conclusion. Because think about this: Ronda's promoting a movie, walk around with the title. Ronda's the biggest star you have. Ronda's on consistently on Colbert or Kimmel or Fallon yep. or a Today Show mm-hmm. or Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. And and she's hey. and she's been and she's been representing the company and the business wonderfully. Hey, and you as know the what? Champion? That, Come all, on, dog. All that stuff you just said was absolutely true. And you know when else that was true? When she fought the money in the bank and they, what they do to her? Fucked her. They, insert, no, 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 Alexa, no, 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 no. They didn't fuck her two months ago. They wanted the big moment to happen at the big show. Money in the Bank is a pretty big show. Money in the Bank is the fourth biggest show it's of the not, year. No, it's, the, it's, no, better, it's, it's bigger it's, than Survivor it's, Series. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. Money in the Bank is not bigger than Survivor Series. No, it's not. What? Maybe to diehards, but to the world and to the company and to the business, no, it's not. They tried to kill off Survivor Series like three years ago, Rance. Okay, tried and tried, but okay, but it didn't happen, and it's still considered one of the big four. It still, it got, it had four days, four days before Money in the Bank did. It had takeovers before Money in the Bank did. Like, take off the market for a second, look past that. Survivor Series is bigger than Money in the Bank. I, we like okay, Money in the Bank more, but they don't care about about the big match. They don't care about setting up big cards at that time when they can do it. When because think about what they did last year when they put. Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar on a beach pay-per-view, and then on the undercard was John Cena versus fucking Roman Reigns. They don't care about mind, that. They'll put that, that on whenever they want to. Keep in mind, that was one of, like, three matches that like, Jim Cornette, uh, Eric Bischoff, and what's that? Hayes. Guys? Hayes. Yeah, M- Michael Hayes was talking about his WrestleMania main events. Okay. And they all happen on other shows. They don't care about that. They put think how many matches they gave away. They given away on free TV or whatever else. Now because look, okay. think about where they're going to be in a year from now. As you're going to be in October by October next year, they're going to be making more money on TV shows than they are going to be on making on a on making pay per view. This whole model and how we have have historically done this kind of stuff is going to rapidly change. And it's already started even a year ago when they were giving Nakamura, Randy Orton, uh, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, John Cena versus Nakamura, all on free TV. This stuff is going to be completely this stuff is going to be completely changed from how they're like we can't be using like the former president for how they how they used to book tours or pay per view when they're going to be making more money on their pay per view. They're going to be starting getting pay, pay, uh, great quality. In theory, you're gonna start be start getting big matches on TV because they're gonna be making more money off eight, off each individual TV than they do on individual pay per views, except right. for WrestleMania. That's, so that's where we're gonna right. be headed right now. But none of that got to do with Ronda Rousey. Okay. You're All right. Absolutely right. It'll be okay. it's gonna be none real fun. Com- it's gonna be real fun well, coming back to this well, conversation I, a year from now. All I know is. All I know is they screwed. All I know is they screwed her, and all they can and they can do the same thing because they can screw her and hurt her really bad and take her off, quote unquote, off TV with an injury and have her show back up at a certain time to go chase no, after Stephanie. Man. And you know they love Heat, no, and you know they love them some some um no. some average ass Alexa Bliss. So maybe it's maybe it's because maybe it's because that would break me, but I really hope that don't happen. I don't but, want uh, it to happen either. 
Like, the only mm-hmm. person they've built as an actual real-life star since WrestleMania has been Ronda Rousey. I would I would be, this would infuriate me if they did this. I want to put, but all I'm saying is don't put it past when they won't do this because that's what they do right now. That's kind of that's all I'm saying. No, no. Moving on to the Intercontinental Championship no. match, we have Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre in his corner defending against Seth Rollins with Dean Ambrose. This should be a far better match. The, hopefully the crowd is more re- receptive of it this time. However, if Dean Ambrose don't turn, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. I need, I need. I don't some... know about that. I don't know about that because I think the, I think a, a big portion of the crowd is just happy to see Dean back. I mean, you can always save it until the night after. Yeah, like a big portion of the crowd is just really happy to see Dean back and involved in wrestling. You like, know what I mean, so I don't think the crowd's yeah. gonna be disappointed if he doesn't turn. Yeah, I'm okay. sure it'll be a bigger moment, but they're not going to be disappointed. And on yeah. that note, who do we think is winning? I'm going to go with Seth Rollins, like especially if they're not going to put Dean Ambrose in the title picture right now. Him versus Seth Rollins for the t- Intercontinental Championship would be a great mid-card feud, which would be ironic because that's how their feud started, but that's not yeah. but that's besides the point. Uh, Rance? Oh, man. Okay, so this was a little difficult for me because I can see both. I, I I do think we end with Seth versus uh, Dean. I do think Seth Dean turns either Sunday or Monday. I'm gonna say Sunday. I am I, I'm, I'm I I can see it both ways. I can see Seth winning and then fighting for the IC title, or I can see Dean causing Seth to lose and Ziggler just going on with the IC title and building to his eventual breakup with with uh, Drew. I am going to say. For the purposes of this podcast, as of right now, I think Seth wins, and in the celebration, Dean turns on him. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. had that same thought where, like, yeah, Ambrose could win. I'm sorry, uh, Seth could win, and then like immediate rematch and get and get uh, and get uh, Dolph's rematch clause out the way if they even you know care to enforce that because you know they pick and choose, but. Get that, get out of the way, and then after uh, the win, Dean congratulates him, shakes his hand, and then whoops his black ass, and then <laughs> and then go from there, and we can have our IC title feud. Uh, and then we move on to the WWE Wait, is it, well, champ- on, real question. Is there any way in this? Is there any way in this IC feud I can get? I can get uh, somehow. I don't know how y'all figure this out. Mm-hmm. Y'all can be the bookers on this. How I figure out a way to where I can get McIntyre. So I get McIntyre split off from 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 uh, Ziggler to be solo, so that I can have you know better a, a better heel roster in the male single division. I can get Ambrose or and I can get Ambrose turned heel as well or whatever else, and then like they can they can split off and have their own feuds with their buddies or whatever else and do this on a separate. Yeah, it can, make, both the, can make the card. I, what what? How do we do that? Because we need that done because I, I'm sick and tired of these Baron Corbin matches on, on Raw. They're terrible. I can't oh, do so, that. Uh, Dolph Ziggler goes for a super kick on Seth Rollins. Drew McIntyre's on the apron. He, he gets kicked. I, I think Shawn Michaels and Diesel had a spot like that in a few of their matches. Um, as far as Dean Ambrose, D, Seth Rollins is the reason he ended his elbow. He trusted Seth Rollins. Even at, everybody, everything told him not to because of his past betrayals and all that stuff Seth Rollins did to him. And he's he's he just ain't he just ain't with it with Seth Rollins no more. He didn't say enough to him while he was in the hospital recovering and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So, it's, it's possible so, scenarios for, but I would say Dean would turn first, and then the next night on Raw, Drew McIntyre punches the hell out of the Dolph Ziggler and hits him with the Claymore. Okay. Well, you send that off to the office because that needs to be done. I need that now. <laughs> and then we have this week. WWE. Dude, well, hold on, real quick, real quick, and real quick. I don't. They, technically, uh, Dolph and Z, and uh, Drew aren't a tag team. No, they're not a tag team. But so technically, like, they can still get the desired effect without having to break up. Actually, uh, get, no, I need. I need this. I need. You can have Dean Ambrose cost. You can have Dean Ambrose cost and Seth Rollins, and then the next after and Drew McIntyre helps Dolph Ziggler win, and then the next night is like as we agreed, and then Dolph and. Well, no, you couldn't do that because that would make Dolph Ziggler kind of a babyface uh, or Drew McIntyre a babyface in that situation. Still have them back each other up, but just have separate feuds. Mm, I, I it's been guess. done before. I mean, it's, I'm, I know it's not the most creative thing to think about, but it's been done before. Yeah, that I, was, that's the goal of their alliance. I think. I think, I think the thing is, um, right now, with with, Zigg, with, with Ziggler, this is because this is a Ziggler problem. Mm-hmm. Like if you remove that, if you remove Ziggler from the IC match, from the IC title picture, there's nowhere for him to really to go unless he turns babyface. I'm not. Like, I'm not. I'm not with another baby. Unless, face unless, unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna put like, for example, unless you're gonna do, uh, I don't know, Finn Balor chasing after Intercontinental title again after just failing to do it a few months before. Unless Which you might do be that. the right move though. It probably. It, I mean, if you're going to give him the belt, then yeah. But if not, then no. You can't be beating him no more. You can't be doing that. Yeah. Like over. You can't be having that man fail and fail and fail to get his mid card title. When the real thing is, this dude was the first first Universal Champion, and he never had his title shot, and he keeps getting his ass whooped, and he can't ever even get a shot. Like that'd be a bad look for him. A lucky, um, a luck, the lucky loser, Finn Balor. <laughs> Um, but I, but we really need to start like because of how dire the straights are in the male single uh, hill roster. Like we need to get like the ball rolling on like Ambrose, McIntyre, uh, some Dean. legitimate. We need we need some cars, real yeah. we need some real heels besides just Kevin Owens. We really oh, need to get going. Well, let's 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 pray they don't bring back the Raw Super Show next year. That's a way to fix that forever. <laughs> <laughs> And this and the SmackDown Super Show, bro. That I, as a man as a man who loved the brand split, I hated that. But we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Moving on to the WWE Championship match, AJ Styles defending against Samoa Joe. Any of you who have watched TNA for a second, or even know a brief thing about TNA's history, we know that AJ Styles and Samoa Joe have been going at it for the longest. Like they have, they gave. Along with Christopher Daniels, they they gave TNA one of its only five star matches. If that wasn't the only one they've ever had, they've had multiple matches throughout their history. Pretty much every year, they've had at least one singles match. As it, when they came to WWE, they were set. They came up at separate times. Samoa Joe came in the summer of '15. Styles came in the 2016 show, and he he went straight to the main roster, whereas Samoa Joe was still in NXT. Kept on separate brands, and now. They're finally on the same brand, heading going after each other for the WWE Championship. I want to say that this is one of the matches of the night, and there's a part of there's a small part of me that says they're gonna do some 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 Shinsuke Nakamura AJ style stuff, but at the same time, there's not much you can really do in that regard because I don't think they would want to do the exact same program twice. So I'm thinking at this point they're like, okay, let's give these guys the match that fans want to see. And plus, with Samoa Joe 
you never know what's going to happen with this dude because right. he's real injury prone at this point in his career. So, and if it was, and if this was Samoa Joe of like I'd even say three years ago, I'd say they were going with him. But Samoa Joe of today, I think this feud is a placeholder. It'll get him through to Hell in a Cell, and AJ Styles is going to drop the title somewhere else. So I'm going with AJ Styles to retain. Well, the difference between this and Shinsuke is the plan for clearly the plan for Shinsuke AJ was for Shinsuke to turn heel, and Samoa Joe is very clearly and dominantly established right. as one of the biggest and the baddest. So you don't have to worry about that moral obligation or ambiguity or whatever you want to say. Like it's very clear, and the feud has been pretty much. Uh, your family don't like you, AJ. They want you're not a good you're not a good family man like you say you are. This, that, and the other. Which, by the way, I'm not the most excited about that build, but it's AJ some Joe, right? I will say this. I yeah, right. I will say this. In terms of how the match will go, Samoa Joe has had a run of disappointing big matches recently. He's still a, I think he's still a tremendous wrestler but a lot of his biggest matches recently have been underwhelming so yep. i don't think you should get as excited as you. What, what's been his best match so far the SummerSlam one and the match with brock lesnar at great balls of fire well the, uh, the, the, the four way on, on the main if roster we're by, if we're going by star yeah. ratings that fatal four was four yeah. four and a half four and seven five something no like it was four it was it, it, it was ridiculously overrated i remember this because it was 4.75 and, and, I thinking, Samoa Joe, and I remember thinking I myself, remember. like, wow, this is not not even close. It's probably like four and a quarter, but whatever. It, it, no, I've rewatched it, man. It, it, maybe it's because it was just maybe it's because it was like think picture Brock Brock Lesnar and Goldberg versus thirty three, and then amplify it by a nonstop train of just chaos. It was great. Samoa, I, I, I will say that Samoa Joe did the least in the match, if my memory serves me correctly. So uh, no, Bronze, no, no, no. Brock Lesnar did the least in the match. He I'm got his ass, he got his ass mad. Yeah, yeah he got his ass stretched out and did nothing, and then came out for, the, for to beat Roman Reigns. It was like, Joe why would you beat Roman Reigns? All people in that whole match, huh? Yeah, you no. Know, James absolutely right, which was part of the reason why I believe they were going differently. But the, Joe did the, the least memorable in the match. He didn't do the least. It's just what he did was memorable. I remember his shot to the outside where he hit Roman. And then Braun Strowman threw a chair at both of them. <laughs> yeah. Bruh. So if, if Braun Strowman cashes in at Wrestle at, at SummerSlam, I need him to throw a chair at Roman Reigns. <laughs> Just right I, in his face. Cat throws, I, throws the briefcase yeah, yeah. to the referee. <laughs> do it. <laughs> he gonna do something crazy. I I think, but I think Joe wins. Uh, it, James? It, it, it's one of those if not now, win type situation. Oh, I say okay. So last year after last year. Um, have, looking at how Raw was, it seemed to me that it, this was clearly like Raw had the Raw division had clearly turned into WCW where the big boys play with Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Lesnar. Um, they they moved they moved him out of there and moved him into SmackDown Live. He is the best promo in the company right now. Joe? Yes. I don't think it's even close. He's, 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 um, he's one of, if not the best. He is just like... Um, so, for me, given that, you know, if he if he doesn't, you know, if AJ is still the champion, fine, but we're closing in on 
uh, uh, we're closing in on what ten months. It'll be a year. It'll be a year like the week before Survivor Series, two weeks before Survivor Series. Yeah, because he wanted, because he's one. I was actually, in, I remember, because he wanted it on the, on the, like the first week, like the first SmackDown of November. So like we getting real close to. He's been a champion for a year. Like AJ, you know, AJ is not the same AJ. It seems like it. Like he's not the same AJ he was as much as even a, a year from a year ago. Uh, I, you know, if you if there was somebody that you want to do this to, you do this with and put the title on. It, he would be one. He'd be on the short list of people that you may champion. Like I mean, you could do Daniel Bryan, but do you want to do Daniel Bryan before WrestleMania? If if he was to stay around and do AJ versus him, like you teasing him the, the night after WrestleMania, and you had the, the screw finish uh, to get out of it because you knew that was a, a great match to tease and build towards for a year. Um, Nakamura is, is the U.S. champion. You know, maybe Miz if he beats Daniel Bryan. Um, but if there's anybody that's going to take it off him right now, it will probably be Joe. All right. Yeah. And then we're going to move on to the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for Universal Championship. Now, we've kind of talked about this in and out of the show. So I'm just going to point the a more interesting question. Is this going to be a good match? Meaning yeah. mean good like if I press mute on the TV? <laughs> that's going to yes. be that's a I, guess, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Like, just keep in mind. WrestleMania 31, we got a match that exceeded everyone's expectations. WrestleMania 34, we got a match that completely underwhelmed in a lot of areas with five, even with redundancies of, of, of maneuvers. And the know. Greatest Royal Rumble, we got a house show match, if we're going to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now we got, so they've had everything from good, you know, they've had everything from great to terrible. To decent. So I guess good is all that's left. Look, if this man keeps putting Matt, keep putting Lesnar in matches with Roman with uh with Brock Lesnar, eventually he is going to win. Roman said as much on the, the night after WrestleMania after he got his head split open. If, if I continue to be putting me in matches with Brock Lesnar, I will win the eventually. The story ends with me becoming the universal champion. Yes. So I believe that Brock, I believe that Roman Reigns is telling me the truth that night. So he will be the champion. Now I think that I think for for everybody's benefit, this match should be no longer than five minutes. Like especially given what ha- was happened to Roman uh, this year, he needs to come out here. He needs to he needs to crack this dude. Roman like, should be, needs, Roman should he, come into the arena as the most pissed off man on the planet. He He's, needs to come. He needs. I remember going into WrestleMania and that whole build, and I remember Richard saying like. Dude, when they when when Brawlers on TV, they need to be doing pull-aparts and brawls, and Roman needs to be on beginning to better of all this shit when it's happening. He needs to be cracking this dude. He needs to be cracking this man in this match. He needs to whoop that ass. Like it needs to just be. It needs to be. It needs to be like a five-minute Goldberg squash match. Like just whooping that for, ass for WrestleMania 33. From from heads to tails. Just, 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 just dragging this dude and then pin this man and get him the fuck out of here and, and uh, with this belt. And Roman needs to be like, I'm, and needs to, needs to come out here as a strong champion and move on from here. We need Arriba to Denshi, we need Sayonara. To... See you later. Bye. Peace out. Yes. Deuces. Yes. I wonder if anybody knows I just made an R-Truth reference. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> we talking about our truth right now? You want to do that? No, no, <laughs> no, no. We, nobody we, can no. nobody no, can no, no, like no. me. Okay, move on. I have some news for you guys. Oh, what's up? Apparently, Tanahashi officially challenges Okada and wants to put his Tokyo Dome contract on the line. And let me guess, the reason why is because he actually wants to beat this dude because he hasn't beat him since Russell since since uh Russell Kingdom Nine. Right. I, w- I want to get to the dome only after I beat Okada. I will put the contract on the line against Okada. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because that's that's the thing about these about all these draws oh. and stuff they've done, and and also that match they had earlier this year is like he Tanahashi has not beaten Okada since Rus- since uh Rust Kingdom Nine. nine. So like yeah. it needs to be, you know, you know, so it needs to be that needs to be addressed or whatever else. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, I saw that. That's that. Okay. Um, I'm so, not for that. I'm, I'm not either. But that might be how they get out of the Tanahashi match. My thing is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to get out of the Tanahashi match with Okada because Okada is is a is a worse idea because the dude yeah. was just a champion for like two years. Come off, get move on. Like Okada don't need to touch. Okada don't need to touch a world title until, until 2020. 15. Until 2020 at the earliest. Like, and uh, I mean, like, and I don't mean like. I don't mean January third, January fourth, uh, twenty twenty. I mean like Dominion, Dominion. twenty twenty, like June twenty twenty. The early season to be the champion right. again. Can like any, we need a we need a night tilt title reign. We need we like we need another uh or we yeah. need to get a, a pretty lengthy um Omega reign unless you my boy Ishii else. in there. Ishii not gonna be in there. Like, I love Ishii to death. Ishii like I don't, I don't think like there are two wrestlers in um there are two New Japan wrestlers where like I've never wow. seen them not have a great match. And that's Ishii and that's or New Japan. Uh, Kota, like Ibushi and Ishii are two guys that I've never seen have bad matches. Like Ishii's not. I don't think I don't think the fans would accept him at, at that level, especially as as well as they protected that title. Like there's only been five guys to be the champion over like the last six years. Like that is that is a some real nice work. Like the closest thing I can think of in WWE would be like the NXT the Women's Hogan Title era. or the Hogan Era. Well, 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 yeah, but that's a different era. I meant like in modern time. I didn't want to compare well, yeah, it to like, because yeah, like, yeah. you guys say like they're pretending that title like pre ninety eight WWE, where like sure. you know you had a champion for forty something years. There's only been like thirty some champions, and I, I appreciate the fact that you're trying to you know protect your champion and your t- and make your top guys be the champion. And even yeah. if you're at the tippy top, you don't necessarily get there. It's not guaranteed. I appreciate. I don't know that. how fa- I don't know how people live through the seventies and eighties. I'm trying to imagine. A person up here holding the title for for five years. Oh, that's easy. They thought it was real. <laughs> that plus you didn't see him every week. Yep, that's a that's a whole other issue. I like to bring <laughs> but, up, but not real quick. Not, yeah, not for five hours every single week either. Right. Real quick before I give my prediction, uh, I have a scenario to get out of the, the Tanahashi issue. Mm-hmm. Tanahashi fights Okada. Tanahashi finally beats Okada. And after the match, Jericho beats the holy hell out of, Tana, out of Tanahashi. Which makes Tanahashi want to want to go after Jericho at the dome, to for the good of New Japan or some yeah. bullshit like that. I, I can see Jericho. I can honestly, I mean, before you brought that up, like I was thinking, like before the G1, I thought the final one. I was like Jericho Tanahashi or Jericho Okada at Tokyo Dome sounds about right. Like people yeah. are talking about like a rematch with with Naito, and I'm like, nope. I wonder, like, do I wonder you want, like, do you want him to like, go back and like fight that as like? I'm sorry. I wonder if fans will view that as like the evil foreigner in for New Japan. Well, that's what he's trying to do. 
Amazing. And it, it's working in Japan. Yeah, like he's trying to be like he's trying to be like the new Stan Hansen type guy. Except obviously, like you know, he's not there enough to you know to he, he's probably not there enough to get that yet anyway. But like that's what but, he's going for. But and when he's there, he's vicious enough to where he leaves an impression. Yeah. Um. To 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 kind of end this and give the prediction. Um. Yes, what you guys said is absolutely right. The match doesn't need to go long. They need to beat the holy hell out of each other. It needs to be a big-ass fight in this, that, and the other. But I don't think Roman wins. I think Brock wins and Braun cashes in. But I do think after... Oh. I do think after Brock wins, Roman finally, to get his heat back, quote-unquote, beats the holy hell out of him after the match and incapacitates him, which leads to the cash-in. You know, it could be Braun, it could be Owens. I don't think that's really relevant to the... If they have, if they have this man lose to Brock Lesnar again, like that's my prediction. That's 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 gonna be that's gonna be. But Brock's not gonna, but Brock's not gonna leave with the title, which is the key. I mean, but that's that's, not, but that's not like the real. But yes, that that does solve one problem. But like, you can fix all of this shit by making by making or not fix it, but like. It'd be a breath of fresh air by doing the most predictable thing in the world, which is Roman wins a title, Brock goes away like he normally goes away between big shows or whatever else, and then we can actually have a champion there all the time. The the like the whole entire promotion does the whole entire show doesn't feel like it's just missing something because like it, it really is when the, the champion's not there. And it's even worse this time around than opposed opposed to like the 2014, 15 run of, of Brock. It's just like it just really feels like this this whole entire show is just rudderless. Like, it's just aimless. It doesn't know what it wants to do. At least, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying AJ Sutton will fire with his title on right now because he's not, except for, you know, this feud or whatever, until this feud started happening. But it, at least you at least you know, yeah, at least you know what the fuck these dudes are fighting for on SmackDown. Like, with this whole thing, like, everybody's just howling at the moon on Raw. That's And I think that's the perfect way to end it. All right, guys, so... Crack this dude, Roman! <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I guess we want to plug everybody's stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SGC Speaks. Twitter handle The Professional Pessimist, as you could already guess. Uh, I also write articles for Sports Kita. And I'll eventually get back to doing my own podcast at some point. I'm just waiting for the right time. Also, all three of us and some other people at some point have got to do that Marvel podcast ranking the past yes. movies because now we got 20. Oh, God. That's yes, cool. and it's the perfect time to get ready to do it to lead an Infinity War uh, or whatever Avengers 4 is going to be called. Yeah. Man. And Rand, you want to plug your stuff? Yeah, man. You can follow me at It's Ray Cash, R E Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. Follow my show, Outsiders Edge SS. Um, yeah, uh, we will be recording sometime this week, probably Thursday. Uh, I write articles for the chair shot. It's been a while, but uh, something's coming. And I am in talks to possibly do a, a new podcast on the chair shot with one of the guys over there. So look out for that. But yeah, a lot of new stuff coming. Trying to get this good content out here. And James? Oh, yeah. Uh, my Twitter handle is jamesboyd 87 Plug your show, man. You back? Oh yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm so 
having Rich do all that stuff for me. I don't even know how to do it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Social Suplex Network, where this, where this fine podcast also hosts. You can check us out as uh, One Nation Radio. Me and Rich talk about wrestling and whatever uh, funny stuff that happens throughout the week or whatever else. Um, funny, fun stuff. Uh, good rants. Uh, smart wrestling talk. That's all I got. <laughs> and don't forget to go to the Social Suplex podcast, uh, Social Suplex website. The predictions for the SummerSlam pay-per-view will be up by the end of the week. And on that note, thanks for listening. See you later. Later.